Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Tuesday. It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. And All Even Wave. Lots to get into. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are already dealing with some drama. There's been some trades in the NBA. Fellow podcasters from the In and Out Sports Podcast join the show. We're going to get into a bunch of topics. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. I've never had to get an MRI unless something was something was bothering me. Like I've never had to go to the doctor just because I wanted to. I don't think anybody does that, right? None of your friends ever said, man, you know, I, you know, I, I just want to check this out and get an MRI. Like, normally when you go the MRI route, something is really wrong. Like, something is beyond, like, when an x-ray can tell you what the urgent care or something like that. Like, you need something extra. And then when you go get that MRI and you find out that everything is all right, you know, you have a clean bill of health, you're relieved. You know, like, you feel good about yourself. But then there's never a time where you go home and you say, you know what? I know the guy said that I got a clean bill of health and all, but I'm going to get another MRI just to be on the safe side. And then tell people, oh, no, there's no concern. I, I just feel like I want to get another MRI. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. This is exactly what the Dallas Cowboys have done to their fans and people who are observing the situation. Dak Prescott gets a little twinge in camp. They shut him down. He doesn't throw. They said that they're going to evaluate him, get the MRI. They get the MRI. And then we then find out by Dak Prescott that he needs an additional MRI. We don't do MRIs just to do them. So then the PR team comes out and says, eh, no, there's nothing wrong. You know, we, there's nothing to be alarmed about. Nothing to be alarmed about. He's taking another MRI on that shoulder. There's a lot to be concerned about. Your big-time quarterback, your 
42, 43 million dollar man is not playing right now. He's participating in drills in camp, but there's no throwing. That's a problem. We're probably not going to see Dak Prescott in the preseason. That's a problem because the opening day game is against the defending champs, the Bucks, in Tampa. With that defense, not a good scenario for Dak Prescott. So what's going on here? What can we be able to take away from this situation to say that, eh, you know, maybe there is nothing wrong with it? I Honestly, I can't, I can't call it. Because at the end of the day, getting two MRIs within a 14-day span, I, I mean, okay, I guess they want to see how things are improving, but they're still not throwing and progression going in that way. Wouldn't you actually say that there's a problem? If Dak Prescott can't go and they have to go to Danucci or Gilbert, Mike McCarthy better start looking at that desk. He better start looking at that box that's sitting in the corner. And he better start packing it slowly. Because if another Cowboys season goes off the rails, as Jerry gets older, the patience will start to go thin. Jerry Jones says that he regrets what happened between him and Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is a Super Bowl winner. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, but not in Dallas. So how far does that Super Bowl actually go here in Dallas? Not far. Jerry's starting to feel his own mortality. So if the Cowboys struggle... I'm just telling you, that Charlie F around speech that he had and Harry Hippie, whatever the hell he was talking about, because I still, to this day, have no idea what he's talking about. Hard Knocks Episode 2 drops tonight, so I'm definitely going to check that out to see what we see, if we can be able to get a little bit more enthusiasm out of Mike McCarthy, because that was one of the worst speeches I've ever that's one of the worst speeches I've ever heard. That was bad. It's real bad. But am I shocked? No. Mike McCarthy. You know, Aaron Rodgers made them win that Super Bowl. It wasn't Mike McCarthy. We saw exactly what Mike McCarthy did when Aaron Rodgers went down with the collarbone. Turned to well, I don't I can't remember what that guy's name was. And they ended up being terrible. Because they never developed quarterbacks. He didn't know how to run the offense. Mike McCarthy didn't know how to have him run the offense. It's a problem. So if Dak Prescott is not there, there's no Andy Dalton that is a seasoned veteran. He's not a great quarterback, but he's also not a terrible quarterback to run your offense. You have Danucci, You have Gilbert. They haven't looked good in preseason. They haven't looked good in practice. You expect them to look good against the defending champs? There's a big problem in Dallas. For a quarterback to have a shoulder problem, when, you know, I heard Skip and, and Shannon talking about it, that 
quarterbacks, the, the motion is a natural motion. You don't hear quarterbacks suffering from shoulder strains and shoulder tears. Baseball, yes, because it's an unnatural throwing motion. Throwing a football is very, very easy in regards to the mechanics of it. So for a quarterback to have this type of strain or tear or whatever they want to call it, big concern. And this is why I was very hesitant on them going forward, giving Dak Prescott all this money. Like Dak, think he's a good quarterback, but when you give him that type of bag and these things happen, there's really no backup plan. And Dallas is going to be left spinning their wheels. Moving on. Moving on. Patrick Beverly has been traded twice in a week. He got traded to Memphis from the Clippers and then from Memphis to NBA Transylvania. He's been traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And what can I say about Patrick Beverly? That I haven't already said on this show numerous times about the man. He's a court gesture. Not really a basketball player. It's a guy that likes to talk and rah-rah and can't really back it up. When he gets his ass bust, he tends to revert back to playground basketball. I'm shoving you. I'm going to fight you because you're not going to disrespect me like that on the court. Grow up. Hopefully when he goes to Minnesota, he can actually learn to grow up. Because he's been fighting his whole life to get to the NBA. And shouts to him. He had a tough road to get there. But he's been here for a while now. So that chip on his shoulder that he plays with, it's enough. Because it's starting to get you in trouble. When you wear out your welcome in the basement on the Clippers, you know you have problems. You know that you have deep-rooted issues if that dumpster fire organization doesn't want you anymore. So there's a lot of soul searching that Mr. Beverly needs to do. Maybe he needs to have a new routine. Take out those pom-poms and, you know, create a new routine for Transylvania. They're going to need it over there. Hell, A-Rod's over there owning the team now. Maybe things can change. So that's all I got to say about Pat Bev. I just wanted to kind of put that in there. The next thing I wanted to talk about is the quarterbacks that I've seen over the weekend. You know, the we talk about the five quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round. Everybody's talking about preseason. I don't really care about preseason. But what we've seen out of these young quarterbacks is that these kids can play. You know, these kids can be able to 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 throw it. They 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 have arm strength. They they have pocket awareness. I like what I saw out of Justin Fields. I like the big play that I saw from Trey Lance. Mac Daddy Jones was the man. Uh, the only one that I really didn't like is Zach Wilson. I, I don't think he's really that good. I don't. I I just, he out of all of the quarterbacks, he has bust written all over him. He does. And how convenient that he plays for the Jets in New York. That's just, I, I just feel bad for Jets fans because they have to continuously go through things like this. I can't, why can't they just get a, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady and just don't even have to worry about the quarterback position for the next 15 to 20 years. That's what I that's what I want for the Jets. But will they get it with this kid? Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Not Jim McMahon 2.0. Not that guy. Mm -mm. No. Don't see it. Don't see it. But Mac Daddy Jones, Mac Daddy Jones in New England, that kid has it. And there's starting to be some rumblings in New England that, you know, Cam Newton hasn't been told by Bill Belichick that he's going to be the week one starter. Uh-oh. What's going on? I think Bill's looking at Mac like, yeah, I think I think that's my man right there. You know what I mean? I, I think that's the guy right there. But if I'm Bill, I got to... I got to make sure that I kind of do things the right way. Don't rush him. Give Cam a chance. But as soon as Cam starts to struggle and the Patriots are 1-4 after five weeks, time to pull the plug. Put the Mac Daddy man in the game and let him take the season over. Because if he does, there won't be any looking back for the Patriots. They'll be fine. If they even don't make the playoffs this year, that's okay. The future will be bright with Mac Daddy Jones. Whack body and all. Whack body and all. Mac Jones going to get it done. Coming up after the break, the In-N-Out Sports Podcast joins the show. On a Tuesday night. It's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script Podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we in the yeah. studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even Podcast. My oh, man he, Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what, you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast? Yeah, my man the joint. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump on the All even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. Shout out to all even podcast, right? All even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even podcast. They are down in Atlanta. They are the co-host of the In-N-Out Sports Podcast. Welcome to the show, Cincinnati and Dub City. How y'all doing, man? What's up, man? How are you? Man, what's, what's up, up brother? Man? Honor, man. God, I love the show, bro. I love your swag. Even you got that voice for this. You got the voice <laughs> for this shit, man. So uh, we appreciate you having us on, brother. No, of course, man. Of course, man. I always, I always like to connect with fellow podcasters like myself, man. You know, it's a, it's a tight-knit community, so we got to keep that together. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes, I mean, yo, we, yo, we know our stuff, bro. So you got to be ready, man. We we know our stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I, I I I know my stuff as well. I've been told yeah, that. So up. you know what I mean. That's what's up. But we could just kind of <laughs> we could just kind of like you know we'll, we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that when we get to that. But um, right. you know, I definitely want to start off the show by giving y'all y'all time to kind of like you know boost your social media platforms or where people can find you. That's what's yeah. up. Go ahead, Sims. Yeah. So we are on Instagram mostly. It's at in underscore n underscore out podcast and obviously we have a podcast it's on all the streaming platforms it's called in and out sports podcast we yes, come sir. live every week and uh different days mostly thursday but we try to change it up if there's like a free agency big moves that happened right we had to jump on and quickly do something if there's a finals update when the regular season of the nba or nfl comes in and it just gets like we have to jump on we'll just do it but okay. mostly thursdays every week Definitely, man. Definitely. So how did how did it start? I always like to ask the origin story. Like, how did this become about, you know, everybody has their own story or why they started a podcast or, 
you know, how did you guys get together? Have you been friends for a while? And has it just been a situation where y'all just kind of said, hey, let's just do this? Yeah, Unfortunately, we, we, I've known yeah. him for 20-something <laughs> years. But yeah, uh, there was one time in the SLU. I used to live at this house near SLU Avenue. And okay. it was maybe six years ago. Me and Dub were just going back and forth about, you know, how many teams has this guy been on? What was his career high? What was his points per game average? And we just did this just for fun for hours. Right. And we always used to do stuff like that where we'd talk about our favorite players. We'd talk about NBA, NFL. We'd just go deep into the game. We both played basketball. We both played football. And, you know, it's just students of the game. So right. comes around like five, six years later, about last year, we were like, we should actually do this. And then um, we started it in March of this year. And we just like, we'll bring in player comparisons. We do stat deep dives. We go into like the eye test. We go into the impact of the game. A lot of things that it's not just current players. It's comparing eras. It's comparing previous players and different eras. How would they have done today? It's a little bit of a different spin than your than your normal, like what's going on in the current day and age type of podcast. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, man, I, mean, just, I mean, just childhood friends that just love sports. And of our group of, 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 of homies, man, we were always the ones that paid attention to it the most. Right. Um, you know, we were just junkies about it, and especially basketball, football. Um, I mean, this dude Simpsonator, man. This guy will tell you what the hell happened in '99 type <laughs> shit, like games, game three. You know, so he's he's like a library when it comes to that. And man, we just said, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's have fun with it. Uh, we got creative, and you know, we're here now, man. We're here with you. Yeah, we're we're. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Listen, I I always like to talk to real sports nuts like everybody claims that they like sports everybody claims that they know the game but you don't you know you you meet certain people that understand the game like somebody can be able to watch sports center they can watch these debate shows and then they understand what's going on but you know you really can talk to people and understand if they really understand things so I mean, that's that, that's the thing with me. Like, I, I can't talk sports with everybody, man. It's the, the, sad, <laughs> the sad part about doing this podcast is that everybody believes that they, can they know what they're doing. Right. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's all love, man. Like, I, I, I don't shut anybody down. Like, I, I have conversations, but it's just like, man, y'all, y'all, y'all got to see things a little differently, man. So, you know, I, I, I would love to hear how, like, how you guys kind of kind of deal with that because obviously everybody in your in your in your town in your city knows sports right everybody knows right. it but like you know how do you how do y'all navigate you know educating people or not because sometimes you gotta you gotta correct people right sometimes you gotta put them yeah. in any place you gotta make sure okay you don't really know what you're talking about but i gotta, right. I gotta school you so how how do y'all kind of gauge that that's that's a great question so i'm actually i'm a retail manager so i see a lot of people throughout the day and I, and whenever anytime I notice anybody that's wearing a Giants hat or a jersey or something right away I'm like yo I'll hit them with a question to, <laughs> and that's where I will feel them out on whether yo okay you know what you're talking about or you don't know what you're talking about okay. uh, so that's kind of how I feel it out um, yeah. you know I'll ask a not like a really easy question but I'll ask something that's a little bit more in depth gotcha. you know to be like yo you know, you lost such and such. How do you feel about that? And if he's like, uh, who? And I'm just like, all right, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> right, right, right. What well, about that's you? just kind of how I go about it. Yeah. What about you, Simpson? What you do, man? 
I mean, I just like to see where their perspective on the game is. If somebody just gives me like recency bias, like for example, oh, somebody's that's, that's like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the worst. Someone's like, oh, Giannis, best player in the league. And just because he had a good finals and I'm like, all right, let's take a step back. Last year when he got shut down, uh, everybody's talking about he's the most overrated superstar in the league. And now he's the best player in the league just because of one playoff run. That right there is just like, all right. I, listen, you, you, I am I am with y'all. I am with y'all. That I call it on my show all the time. Prisoners of the moment. Like yes, everybody sir. like you. All right, let's kind of. I guess we could just we're just gonna mix up sports in a different <laughs> conversation. There's no there's no structure on the show tonight. So you know, with the whole Chris Paul thing, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to my episodes when I was I call Chris Paul Black Cat Paul. I, there's a reason why I call him <laughs> that because you know his whole career, he's always had some bad luck. He's had injury problems. He's had this. He's had some type of shortcomings with teammates. Something goes on why he doesn't advance the way he wants to advance. But before when, you know, when the, when the, uh, the Suns were kicking everybody's butt and they beat the Lakers and then they swept the Nuggets, all of a sudden now we're starting to hear, is Chris Paul a top five point guard all the time? And I'm like, <laughs> are, we, are we talking about, like, I'm not trying to disrespect Chris Paul, but I can name six point guards off the top of my head right now that are better than him off the top so it's yep. like it's like why do people do that i, I that's the question i want to ask y'all like why are people such prisoners of the moment that they can't understand and respect history like it's okay to be able to tell somebody yo you're good but you're somewhere in the top 10 but you, you don't you don't have to automatically boost them up for one playoff right. run to put them in the top five like I don't understand that. Like, where does that come from for y'all? My my take is that there's so much information going on, social media, you know, highlights. You just, you get fed with so much shit every five seconds. That's true. You don't even remember what you ate for breakfast yesterday. Like, how are you going to remember who had a good year five years ago? Right. Like, there was a time in in Tyreek Evans when he won Rookie of the Year. They were saying he's the next LeBron. That was only 12 years ago. Right now, I think somebody says that now. You're like, what? Who's right. Tyreek Evans type shit? Because he had but, a he had a really good rookie season, man. What yeah, he, he had 25 and five. 25 and five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, rookie of the year. He was killing it on the Kings. Right. But like, you just you can't take those snapshots and moments because no. it's a it's a longevity thing, man. You think about guys like Stockton, man. He played 20 years. 20 years. He missed like 20 games in 19 right. years. Come on, man. And, you can't and, tell me and, and Chris Paul better than that. That's the thing that people don't give John Stockton his flowers. Like we'll get into that, but I want to. I want to yeah. hear from. I want to hear from Dove City. Like you know what? what, what I, his- I mean, I think it's a mixture of of more of a casual fan mixed with like you know the fan that doesn't really know the history. Okay. Mixed with, I'll be real with you, our age group of of cats who like are so caught up in today's world and don't know what happened in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? So they don't know a John Stockton. They don't know whatever the case is. So I think it's a mixture of that for people to just jump on. Oh my God, you know, Giannis is this and whoever's that. And I think it's just a mixture of that, man. But if you, if you truly know your stuff and you truly know your history, then you could be like, yo, Chris Paul reminds me of this guy because of that. Um, You know, the Chris Paul debate is always, is always shaky. You know, is he top five? Is he not? Um, You know, me and Sims, we, we've had a show about point guards. So it's, uh, we think he's he's out, but he's like the next guy. You know, he's that sixth man. You know, whatever right. the case is. So, um, I think it's more more of that when it comes to that that type of stuff. 
Well, I guess I guess the question that I would ask now is that where? I, okay, so you say you have him outside your top five. What is your top five? So what you say? I mean, we go we gonna go Magic number one. Okay, yeah. I mean that's that's obvious, right? What you got for that. number two, Sims? I I got Stockton on longevity and the the definition of a point guard. True I got point you guard. know. Yeah, true point guard. I think a point guard today, and we said it on our, we had a point guard, like Dub said, we had a point guard uh, episode comparison type shit. And if you think about how we define a point guard is John Stockton, maybe five years from now, with the way Curry has changed the world of point guard and kind of like a scoring first point guard, his name may be the first memory of the next generation of what a point guard is. But for us, that's not how it is. Like our point guard is John Stockton. I'm with you. And and so I got him at two. Curry changed the game with the three oh and a lot God. of things. I got to put him in the top five. Really? Fav- yeah. And and the reason is. I, 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 see, tough. the thing is, I, I don't. I like Curry. He's a he, he like you said, he revolutionized basketball for what it is now. Yeah. But right. I still I think he has a category by himself. I think like I think there's two guys in his mold and I call them hybrid point guards. So mm-hmm. they have the size of a point guard, but they don't really play the point guard position. Because let's let's keep it on it. Like, yeah, he's you, not a point guard. Yeah, when you look at the the Golden State Warriors when they were at their apex and prime, Draymond Green is a facilitator. It was <laughs> not Steph. It was not Clay. It was not anybody else. So you know he kind of is in that mold. And when I ask this question, I always trip people up because they don't know who to pick. I say, who is the better hybrid point guard? Is it Allen Iverson? Is it Steph Curry? And they're like, oh, I, that, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I, I, I may have to go Steph because of what he did. But it's like I look at Steph as a hybrid. Like he's just, right. yeah. just a different guy. He's, he's not a point guard. He's not a shooting guard. He's just, he's just a hybrid. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna debate you if you put him in yeah. there. That's, that's your list. You know, right, what right. But, but yeah. No, I feel you. He's a hybrid now unless the game changes and just never becomes positions again, right. because yeah, right I now we're getting it. there. Yep, yep. So like 20 years from now, if there's no positions, who's to say what a point guard is? It could just be the That's shortest true. guy on the court. Very and true. then he'll be up there. But I got Jay Kidd at four. Okay, my favorite right. player. He's like just that. like Stockton, just a I little like bit that. bigger. Uh, triple doubles were more. And then uh, I got AI culture, obviously. He's also a hybrid. So you got two he hybrid point guards at the top five. I know. I had Zeke at Zeke and I was Isaiah. Say you, can't for, and... Yep. you can't forget Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, man. He, like, he, he was in my top five. Zeke's in my top so, five. Yeah. So, like, you know, Chris Paul, like, like he's that sixth, sixth man, that seventh man. So listen, I, know, I got Oscar Robinson over Chris Paul. Yeah, that's I did too. You, you could argue though. he's. You could argue he's number two with the stats, number two, right, number three with right. the with the stats that he brought. But like, you know, you know what it is like, like it's like like we were talking about. It, revision is history. Right. Like the fact that he yeah, played right. so long ago, they kind of, people will kind of put him <laughs> down. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. more than kind of elevate him, which is which is really stupid. But you know, I can understand why people kind of like forget about Oscar a little bit. You know, what I'm saying, but you know, Oscar is ahead of him. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. Even Steve Nash. I was just about to say yeah. Steve. <laughs> Steve Nash to me, what Steve Nash did, but but then again, you know, as much as I criticize Chris Paul, there are two people in this generation that I call organizational builders. It's LeBron oh, yeah. and it's Chris Paul. Yeah. When Chris Paul goes to your organization. Doesn't matter how much of a dumpster fire it was before he got there, you're gonna right. win. But you may not get to the finals, but you get into the playoffs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
So that that I understand why people put him in that greatest of all time category, top five, because of that's that part of his game is a really important trait to have. But right. the other stuff with the shortcomings in the playoffs, I can't oversee that, fellas. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. you. like yeah. you know, people, people, the way I evaluate guys, whether it be point guard or whatever position, is that your career doesn't stop in the regular season to me. Mm-hmm. Your career actually begins in the playoffs. If you don't have a great playoff resume to me, you can't be in my top five. You just can't. Like, I just can't have you in there because the success ain't there postseason. The reason why they yeah. call it postseason. It <laughs> matters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's an important thing. So, I, I, like I, said, I, I get a headache with this, with this prison of the moment stuff. And don't get yeah. me started with Giannis. Um, yeah, no. You know, don't Giannis and Kawhi to me are two guys that I fought for months. I remember when Kawhi won the championship. Mm-hmm. Kawhi was now the best player in the world, right? Oh, Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi, best player in the world. They were comparing him to Jordan. I was, I don't even watch Sports Center like that, but there mm-hmm. was some clip that I saw on Sports Center. I was like, y'all gotta be crazy. They were comparing him to MJ. I was yeah. like, nah. <laughs> Y'all bugging <laughs> like one playoff run is gonna give y'all that. Like, come on, like, like what we need to change this. Look, in and out, in and out, sports, <laughs> all even podcast. We're gonna have to start changing people's perception, man, because sure. this revision is history stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm really over it. I feel you, man. Simpsonator himself, he's a big Kawhi dude, big Spurs fan. Uh, so he's he's hard. No, he's, he goes I, hard with the cap. I like I like Kawhi. I like yeah, Kawhi. you got to respect him. His yeah. game is amazing. The thing yeah. is, like, but, the, but, his, but, here's but the thing the with king. Me. Yeah, the king. Exactly. You can't get past the king. Thank <laughs> you. The thing, the thing with me, the thing with me is, <laughs> and this is what bothers me about the whole Kawhi narrative, right? And because you know, I know a little bit more behind the scenes because I I, I see things, I read things, I put things together. Everybody criticizes LeBron. Right. LeBron gets criticized for going to Miami, he gets criticized for having one of the worst finals performances of 2011. I get all that. That's cool. But since that time, the man has been relentless and he's dominated basketball. Right. Nobody wants to give him his flowers. That's all right. Some people do. Some people don't. But I need your explanation. Since Cincinnati is the is the quiet, the quiet guy here. Help me understand. He goes to Toronto. He's mm-hmm. considered a mercenary. That mm-hmm. team was already designed to win. All mm-hmm. they needed was a guy like Kawhi to put them over the top. He does that. Shouts to them, right? Wins the championship. Kawhi now is starting to believe the hype, right? Everybody's calling him the best player in the world. Starts to believe the hype. And him and crazy uh, Uncle Dennis start to <laughs> manipulate things, right? Start, yeah. start to manipulate things. What he asked uh, Masayu Jerry for what he did to the Lakers, playing the Lakers against the Clippers. And all of that is fine. So when he did the whole thing with Paul George behind the scenes and we later figured out how it actually went down uh, with, mm-hmm. with uh, Russell Westbrook and, and, and Paul George, had LeBron did just that, oh God, the world would have stopped. <laughs> oh God. The world would have been on fire. People would have been burning jerseys and, and, and yeah. buildings. But when Kawhi does it, oh, it's a boss move. Oh, it's a boss move. It's yeah. so, so good. <laughs> Real talk. Really? Real talk. Really? Oh, no. I'm, I'm two on one. Really? Right. My, my thoughts are this. Like, 
one, you can't get to Kawhi. There's no Instagram. There's no social media. Right. He's off he the won't even, Yeah. You don't even know. Is it even him? Is it all rumors? Is it Uncle <laughs> Dennis? Nobody it's fucking knows. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely this dude, Dennis, man. That dude killed us when he was on the yeah. Spurs every yeah. week. Oh, Kawhi don't want to play here. Kawhi don't want to do it. He has his own doctors. Like, he was... You just spouting shit. Yeah. And that's just like... You have no finger to blame. LeBron is public on everything he's very voiceful he's active and he's a polarizing figure when you're right. at the best for a while you either love him or you hate him right same thing with what kobe was like you either love him or you hate him a guy like tim duncan never gets any flack no almost leaving to the magic in 03 after winning a championship because he's quiet you can't right. get to tim duncan you can't phase him this dude was at tj max after he retired buying jeans like <laughs> you're not gonna get to this guy <laughs> There's nothing you could do to affect him, so they don't even try targeting him. Right. That's my theory. But but that but that's the thing though, Cincinnati, is that if they're if you're a superstar, right, mm-hmm. and you want to be a superstar, you want the money, you want the fame, you want all of that stuff. Criticism will come with that. And for me, I don't see people getting criticized the way LeBron does. That's all I'm oh, saying. No like, it, yeah. there's great players in the league, but everybody got to keep the same energy. You can't vilify LeBron for doing something and then call quiet boss. And then the part that kills me, because like I said, if you listen to my show, I hate the Clippers more than life itself. <laughs> I, 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 I'll give y'all, I'll give y'all a little story of my, my back history. I've been playing basketball games since I was a little kid. I've never, not once, pick the Clippers. I've hated this team since I was a small boy because I was a Laker fan from jump. I and and the fact that Kawhi goes to the Clippers, he goes to the basement. It's so poetic. It's so poetic that you want to go there and 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 stay another 4 years there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares and it it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh that he actually thinks that as great as he is, he can be able to turn that dumpster fire of an organization into a champion. Okay. I'm <laughs> with you, bro. Okay. I'm with you, okay. bro. And he has, and he has that organization wrapped around his finger. Oh my you, God. You notice, bro, you notice when he, t- yeah, when he, when he tore his knee up, yo, you didn't hear shit from the Clippers. Nothing. They say, yo, knee injury. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, he's torn ACL. Nothing. When it came Nothing. time for his contract. Not a single peep. They didn't want to upset him. They, they, they didn't want to. <laughs> they are so scared of that man. Yes. That they like, didn't want to upset you, Kawhi. Like, Kawhi, it's all good. Oh, and Kawhi, then they roll up. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi, when, when do you want to take the surgery? I'll let you guys know. Okay, Kawhi, right. you, just, you just let us know. Give us a call. You don't even have yeah. to call. Just text us, and we'll be able to throw it out there. That, thank you, Kawhi. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, man. But, see, I understand it. I understand why they do that, because... When you're a dumpster fire organization, it's just like in a relationship, right? If you're a dude that's never had a good, I've like, never had a bad chick in your life, right? You never had a bad chick in your life. You always, you know, you're, you're always <laughs> in the friend zone, always, always the guy that they say, oh, he's such a nice guy or whatever. And then you finally get that bad chick. You're going to do everything in your power to make yep. sure that everything goes right. No matter if that bad chick is the worst <laughs> person in the world. If they're trying to just like milk you for all your money and they just have other deviant plans going on. You don't care. You're just going to make sure that everything is fine because you're desperate. Clippers are desperate. 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 I agree. I agree. And, and what do we say to Kawhi and the whole Clippers situation where 
now we're in year three, year four of this Kawhi project. And, you know, you guys keep getting bounced out. I mean, yes, we they made a nice little run last year, but still, like this whole project, what are you going to, what's that going to say about Kawhi? Like now I feel like once he's back from his injury, he can't take no time off. He can't sit out games. Oh, no, he no, he, he like, will take time but off. But he's going to, he's going to. <laughs> but who the hell, who the hell could do that? Like load management bullshit. He started all that. I, I listen, I'm going to ask Simpson since he's the Kawhi guy. I'm going to ask you right now. Uh-huh. How many games do you think he's going to play next season? Or if you even think he's going to play at all next year. Oh, mm, oh, I don't think he's going to play a lot. It depends on how good the Clippers are, mm-hmm. you know, by call it February, March, all-star break. If they're bottom feeding playoff team, he's not coming back. I don't think so. I mean, if they're somehow in the six, four to six seed, I think he comes back and, you know, he's going to load manage for sure. But that's just how he he's been that guy since the Spurs days. Yeah, I I, I, mean, I, just, I don't think even if even if they were struggling or tops in the league or whatever it is, I, I don't think Kawhi's going to play this year. I just believe that he's going to take the entire season, milk it as much as possible because he just I the, and, and here's my reasoning behind that. It was very, very funny that he signed a four year deal because. Normal, I thought he would sign a one plus one or another two plus one. Right. He signed a three plus one because he understands that his injury history is a little checkered and he's going to collect that bag right now. And just yep. in case he does lose the year. So I'm thinking that he's going to take this year off and it's still going to operate like a two plus one. Like a two year. Right. And then opt out in the last. Exactly. Like the exactly. exactly. Yep. So I, I just yeah. think that I, I don't think you're going to see quad this year. I really don't. I agree. I agree. And and I think that contract, like you said, breaks that down completely. So yeah. shout out, shout out to Dennis. Made it happen. Uh, Uncle, Den- Uncle Dennis strikes again. Uncle Dennis <laughs> strikes, strikes again. again. You know, he, the worst. he find he finds the he finds the desperate, the desperate chick, and they give him exactly what they want. So shout out to Uncle Dennis. But what are your thoughts? Let, let's go ahead and kind of segue into what the, what the Clippers have done, right? So they make a trade. Uh, what was that? Yesterday? Was it today? That um, yeah, yes, you know, uh, Rajon Rondo, Patrick Beverly, who I call the the uh, resident cheerleader, um, <laughs> they trade him off to Memphis Grizzlies for um Eric Bledsoe. Does this move the needle at all to you guys? Because it doesn't to me. Nah. I mean, five I'm years big, ago, maybe. I'm Go a ahead, big Doug. Rondo dude. I'm a big Rondo guy. So it's like, you know, you take that. I mean, you got to think Rondo and Beverly, those are two leadership players. You know, they might, it might not seem that way, right. but they are. And they bring that grit. And then Rondo, I mean, Rondo is a, you know, a point guard genius. You need that dude to, to run the show at times. And, and, and at times during the playoffs, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, yo, Talu, it's, he, he got a DMP. Like y'all struggling on offense right now. Right. Like shit, get Rondo in there. We'll get you a couple buckets. He'll right. get you a, he'll get you a breakaway something, but. Um, I don't I don't care for the move with, with Eric Bledsoe. Like my man will shoot you to death. <laughs> like, like put it, what is he gonna do? What is he gonna do for you in the playoffs if you make it? Like I mean I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's I don't the reason understand. why I think that's the reason why Milwaukee got rid of him. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Milwaukee and, and Memphis, they were like, nah, we good. And then think about it on the Memphis end, a young, hungry team that needs that leadership. You got John Morant, 
I mean, wow, John Moran and Rondo. Like you trying to tell me Rondo ain't gonna take him to school on some shit? Yeah, I like so, that backcourt because you can. I actually, like that. You can play them together. Honestly, you can. You really can. Yeah. So I, I like. I but I don't think Patrick Beverly stays. I think I think they buy him out. I you think do, they buy send him out somewhere. Makes what, sense. What do you think, Simpson? What do you think of that deal? Yeah, I mean, Eric Bledsoe a couple years ago would have been exciting. Um, five, six years ago Seven, when he saw eight. the athletes. <laughs> yeah, when he was on the Clippers last time. <laughs> but it's full circle now. He's he's lost some of his athleticism or a lot of it. And now he's, you know, sit in the corner and I'll shoot a three and miss it. So it doesn't really yeah. do you much. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's interesting because Bev- Beverly, you know, got benched uh, in the Dallas series when Luca was killing him. Yeah. And then Rondo missed a lot of playing time in that Sun series. He got those DMPs when they really needed right. some sort of offensive creation. So if they can't do anything with Reggie Jackson signing, if they really think Eric Bledsoe can replace all three or pieces of three of those, it's not going to work. But they could yeah. just be trying to clear up space reloading and say if Kawhi's missing this year we're just gunning for 2023 it's possible I think you know the Reggie Jackson signing was good for them I think I look at the Eric Bledsoe move like you're saying I think it's a more of a salary dump because I think his his contract is expiring after this year so Mm -hmm. you know they can be able to kind of operate you know within the luxury tax maybe get that 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 you know the the team salary down because they're over they're over the, the 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 threshold anyway so, um, you know, the, I, I guess they're trying to get a little bit of flexibility just in regards to we don't want to go into the hard cap or the luxury tax for this particular team. If we go ahead and go get ourselves another bona fide star or, you know, another guy that can be able to, to, to create to, to create plays for us, then we'll be willing to pay that luxury tax or, you know, go into the hard cap for him. But this is not the team for that. So they just kind of cut bait with Patrick Beverly. I think that they were kind of finished as well with his antics, because if you think about it, all the guys that were the, the holdovers for the, the old Clippers regime, that gritty, nobody cares about us. We're just, you know, we're just cast offs. Talking about Lou Williams, you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, Montrez Harrell, you're talking about Pat Bev, they're all gone now. And, and what did those three guys have in common is that they looked at Paul George, they looked at Kawhi Leonard as like, Y'all are getting too much publicity. I'll get in too much press. Yeah. Like we're good players too. So there was some, there was some dissension in that locker room for years. You know, yeah. we heard, we heard, we heard it from Trez. We heard it from a lot of people, like little, little shots here and there. So Patrick Beverly was the last holdover from that. So I guess they're just trying to move forward in a new regime, trying to get different guys in there that are not so, you know, talk of the mouth you know what i'm saying especially with the antics on the court off the court or whatever so i i think that they're just trying to kind of clean up their act a little bit yeah i agree yeah i agree being being a residential new yorker are you a nets or are you a knicks fan or neither. are you neither 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 lakers, so I have, he's lakers. I'm, I'm, I'm a laker fan yeah he's a, he's a laker fan i'm a laker fan too but yeah. i got this oh, please i got this prediction <laughs> i'm a laker fan Relax. I yeah, wherever LeBron is, fan. He's a broad traveler. Wait. I respect it. Yeah, wherever LeBron is, I'm there, dog. <laughs> wherever he is, I'm there. LeBron yeah. is the king. I respect but it. I, respect I have, it. I have this prediction, man. What's I feel up? like the moves that the New York Knicks made with all these signings and all these contracts that are yeah. tradable, mind you, I, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a big dog coming in in the next couple of years, and I'm talking a big dog. Zion Williamson, I'm I'm, I'm calling it. 
uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I, you know, the thing is, they're gonna have to wait a while because the thing is, the you know, the Pelicans don't have to give up Zion. If he right. wants to leave, he has to wait another five years to do so. So right. you know, because they can be able to, they have his his bird rights, they have his restrictive rights. So you know, I don't see New Orleans giving up Zion in his rookie deal or even after the rookie deal. I just can't see that happening. I mean, but but, but, but do we not see that situation like Anthony Davis? I feel well, like it's starting to become that. Well, think about it. Anthony Davis left after he was, you know, his contract was coming up, like his 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 first contract after his rookie deal was already up. So that's what the Knicks are going to have to wait for. You're not going right. to get Zion before his rookie deal is up. You're not going right. to, you, you, you'll get him, maybe year two or year three of that new contract after the rookie deal. So they're going to have to wait because the only way I can actually see that happening is if Zion and his representatives just scorch earth and completely tell the Pelicans, listen, I'm not showing up to camp. I'm not doing this. And I can't see that kid doing that because he has an image. I don't think he wants to he damage does. his image that early, but you know, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I hear you in regards to the moves that the Knicks are making. The Knicks have done some really, really good things. I like the move for Nerlens Noel. I wouldn't have gave him three years. I would prefer to give him two. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, um, the Randall deal, the four years, 117. And mm. I, 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 I don't know about that to me because Randall showed me exactly who he is come playoff time. He's an erratic, he's an erratic player that when, erratic players get frustrated they kind of revert back to what they were so everybody was talking about oh randall is randall is this he's he's a great player you know shouts to him most improved player but like i said when things get tight you tend to fall back to your instincts his instincts is being erratic and we saw that in the atlanta series <laughs> so that's that's something that they're really going to have to look at because if you're going to pay him that much money you're going to be expecting that type of production from him year in and year out. Can he do that? I don't know. Then you bring in the yeah. Evan Fournier. I like Evan Fournier, but that contract. <laughs> but <yeah>. ah, <laughs> ah, like no. But like, yeah. but like you said, the con the contracts that they have, they're movable pieces. So they can be able right. to, you know, kind of put these things together and maybe go get a dame. I don't see Dame going to New York by himself, but they can be able to probably be in the market for the next disgruntled superstar that wants to leave. So, you know, yeah. I, the, the Knicks have done some good things. I I, I don't I, I don't hate what the Knicks have done. I think the Nets, I think the Nets had a good uh, um offseason as well, getting Patty Mills. So, you know, they're going to be improved. They yeah. got Kyle Corver as an assistant coach for player development and stuff like that. That's pretty good. So, you know, we'll see. I, I think the Nets, I think the Lakers are are tops in the league next year, in, in, my, in my opinion. Those are the two best teams in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's all about health, right? Especially with yeah. the Nets. They, all three of them have always had injury history. Plus, we haven't really seen them all together at the same time right. come playoff time. So it was like, those are the questions. But talent alone in the East, it's going to be hard to say that they could be beaten in seven games. Right, right. And I mean, if the Lakers could figure out their spacing issue with Westbrook and LeBron both trying to run point, then talent level again, they're going to be unstoppable. They got two bigs in Davis and Howard. And they got LeBron and Westbrook, both two of the top five most athletic people in the league still today. Right. So it's like it's hard not to see that be in the matchup, but that's what we said last year, and it you know didn't happen. Yeah, 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 definitely. Injuries are crazy.
Yeah, now injuries, COVID, you know, all this yeah. thing that there. So what what teams um really surprised you guys during the uh the offseason during free agency? Like what team do you think kind of won free agency and what team did you really think lost free agency? Shaw, Shaw's I, mean, gone, uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta uh, Chicago was very active. Yeah, you know, I love the Lonzo Ball move, I love the Caruso move. I think ball with um it's a good fit for them with Zach. I agree. Levine. I agree. You yep. know, you know, ball is going to push the ball up. He's, he's not looking to drive. He's always going to make the right pass. And um, you know, it's support for Zach Levine uh, Caruso. Cool. Nice little pickup. The DeMar DeRozan signing was a little interesting. Like, I don't know. You had to, you know, cough up that much money for him, but maybe he brings that stability and that leadership for that team. You know, we need a bucket. We just going to feed DeRozan in the mid range and, and bang. Um, right, so right. with Vujicic with and stuff like that, I mean, they're, they're working with something, but they were active. So I was like, okay, at least they like change the way they do things. Cause Chicago don't do that shit. Chicago well, yeah. works. Yeah. Chicago works in the draft and they going to draft players and build their team that way. They, they are never active in free agency yeah. like that. So, um, you know, maybe it's, it's a business move to bring seats. If we're going to have crowds, you know, crowds well, they got, they got, they, they got new management. So new management. And that's just what it is. Yeah. And did, and did kind of switched it up. So I think Chicago, that's going to be very interesting to watch. Like, I feel like that's a team that, you know, on NBA league pass, that's, that's people going, people going to tune into them um, and nice. see, you know, what, you know, that's a league pass team. I, I like these, I like to call the teams a league pass team. Like the Chicago is a league pass team. Atlanta's gonna be a late pass team. Like people going to tune into these teams, right? Um, so uh, I think Chicago, and I think a major loser, major loser is you gotta the Pelicans. Pelicans <laughs> are a major loser, man. Oh my god, it, uh, we had a free agency show not too long ago, and and we were just we just kind of went off on them, man. So I, th- <laughs> that's if I were to say the two extremes, yeah, Chicago on one end and Pelicans on the other. Respect, end. respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I got I, I throw in my Spurs, unfortunately, as a loser. I mean, they just blew up the team. It's just there's no there's, for the first time in my lifetime, there's no vision of where we're going. Right. You lose Patty Mills. You lose Rudy Gay. Yeah. You lose uh, DeRozan. You lose Gorgie Jang. You get right. nobody really besides Mc, Doug, uh, Doug, whatever, McDermott for yeah, like Doug three McDermott. years, 44. It's a good it's a good yeah. contract length and amount. But like, it's not going to get me excited. Right. You know, it's tough. Popovich might retire now that he finally won the gold and he right. did his Olympics tenure. So, like, it's it's sad. But, I mean, it's not like we were in contention and we slipped right. out of it. We were a bottom feeder that right. barely make barely were in the playoff contention to probably going to be 12th seed or 11th seed next year. Right. Uh, I was going to say the Bulls for their activeness, but Dub took us old cover the heat. I mean, the Kyle Lowry, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I, I mean, I like Goran Jajic, but her, he's getting more injured and. Kyle Lowry technically has a championship experience now. He's been there. Um, they he'll vibe very well with Jimmy Butler, I think. And Adebayo's we'll, got to we'll take see. the next step. We'll, we'll see. see. You're not a fan. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I listen, I, when it comes to Jimmy Butler, you don't know who's gonna vibe with him until you, <laughs> they real. actually get on the court, man. So I That's we'll real. see. We'll see. The thing about Jimmy Butler, he wants somebody to play as hard as he does. Yeah. And. Kyle Lowry, he'll draw the charge. He'll make the play. He'll play it as much as he's, you know, on the court. He'll give 100%. I think that's why they'll vibe. Yeah, I mean, you got a point. You got, I, I still got to see it, though, because like I said, J- yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's a wild card. He, he's a, he's, wild, he's a wild card. So I, I just have to see how it gels because 
I agree with you. I think Miami did well, but you know, I've seen people make you know they had the debate shows and everybody's talking about the heat of the team to beat other than nah. the Nets. And I'm just like, did you realize that they just gave a guy that can't rebound, can't <laughs> dribble, can't play defense, can't pass, can't run, can't do anything but shoot ninety million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so and they're saying that's a good signing. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, that's a, it's a bargain. Duncan yeah. Robinson, ninety million. I listen when it, when the when it first started, I was like, okay, they're gonna resign Duncan. I think he's gonna probably get around, you know, what what Doug McDermott got. Like you know, what I'm saying that's a decent deal for a guy like that. Ninety million dollars for him? Nah, they're gonna they're gonna regret that. I'm telling you right now, they're gonna regret that move. I understand that they had to keep it, but that's a huge, huge overpay, huge overpay. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm with you guys, though, man. Like, you know, uh, Chicago, Miami, but nobody comes close to, to being a dumpster fire like the Pelicans. The, I, I, rem, I remember I was hearing reports that, you know, they're gearing up to offer a big contract to Kyle Lowry about 30 mm-hmm, a year. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I, I followed basketball pretty great time of my life. I know exactly – what makes sense and what doesn't. So a guy that's been in a successful, nice organization that's won a championship in the last few years is going to go to the Pelicans for money? (laughs) No. I was like, yo, make it make sense. Why the hell would he go there? Why? Yeah. I don't care if they were offering $50 million a year. Kyle Lowry would not go to the Pelicans. He wouldn't do it. He would right. not do it. And it's just like management. You have to understand that nobody wants to go to your franchise. This is not a franchise where you're going to be able to get free agents. Yeah, you got Devontae Graham, but no disrespect to Devontae Graham. It's Devontae Graham. So you're not getting no big wigs. You got to draft guys. You got to make sure that your G League team, your scouting, your overseas scouting, all of that stuff is good because you're not pulling in no free agents. So why would you ever think that a a top-level free agent was going to consider your team when you just traded Lonzo Ball and you didn't – or not even really trade, sign and trade, but you let him go. There was no reason to let that kid go. You could have kept Lonzo. You could have kept Brandon. You could have kept Zion together. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. Was the, what was the reason for that? I don't understand that. I, I don't know. I think they should have. They, they needed. Like, I like Stan Van Gundy, but he is a slow-paced style. And, in, in, you know, in, then kick out right. type of post offense. That's not what they need. They need a run-and-gun offense. And they I think they could have been good, that trio, but, if but they had here, let it go a couple years with a run-and-gun offense. Here's where I'm going to I'm gonna dispute that now, right? Hit me. You had Stan Van Gundy, who you said is a little archaic in regards to his coaching style. I, I, I respect that. But what about Alvin Gentry? Alvin Gentry had the same problem with those guys. Alvin Gentry is a guy that's defense first, very hard nose, but he can be able to have a very free-flowing offense as well, especially if he has the assets. If he has the pieces, he can do that. The problem with this team is that Zion, as good as he is, doesn't show effort on defense. Brandon Ingram, yeah. I love Brandon Ingram. That's my yeah. that's one of my favorite guys in the league. He doesn't show effort on defense. Lonzo Ball, your point guard, 
is not really a leader. He's a point guard by position, but he's not a leader by position. That's the problem. And also, too, defensively, sometimes he checks out, too, as good as he is on that on that side of the floor. So what coach are you going to be able to get in there? Obviously, Willie Green is there. Can Willie Green be able to get whatever out of those kids? I I don't think so, because it's, it's an effort thing with those kids. They have to want to play defense. They have to want to close games, and I just don't see it. So, you know, obviously we're going to see how it plays out this season, but there's a lot of internal problems that they have to fix, and it's with those players. It's not with the coaching staff. You can bring in Phil Jackson or whoever you want to bring in there. (laughs) It's about these players. If they don't want to play, there's nothing you can do. You're going to look like a bad coach. And and, and Gentry and, and Van Gundy have looked like that because of that. You know what I'm saying? Man, I had on our recent free agency show, I had a take where, you know, I like to see teams and I like that. I like to have a team to have an identity. Right. And I was like, yo, you know what the Pelicans identity is? They're horrific on defense. That's what their identity <laughs> they is. They can't close. And they can't close. Yeah, what the hell? And they can't close. How many, if you, I'm sure you look back at it, how many close games they just coughed up because close like you games, said, they don't have that close. Yeah, and they games that, that they, were, they were up like 15 points. 15 in the fourth. The, yeah, and blowing the game. like <laughs> And just blowing it. Yep. That, that has nothing to do with the coach. That's not the coach's fault. No. Nope. That's the players. It is. So. It really is. It really is. Interesting, man. New Orleans, I don't know what the hell is happening, but oh, as a li- yeah. another another yeah. loser, I always <laughs> like to put them out there because it yeah. doesn't matter what year, they're always going to be considered losers to me. And that's NBA Siberia. Do you guys know who I call NBA Siberia? <laughs> nah. The, Sa- the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings, they go, they go ahead and, and they had, I think they signed like eight forwards this, this offseason. None of the yeah. signings made sense, but no. am I shocked? It's the Kings. It's they, the Kings. They never make sense. They never the make doo-doo. sense. It's, it's and they want to make, make a playoff run. Like they yeah. feel mm-hmm. like they're in contention to make a run for the playoffs. Man. Yeah. Del- Delusions of grandeur. That's why I call them NBA side. <laughs> they, they just, they just, can, can I, we, we added, can I add another loser, man? A big yeah. loser? Yeah. Who's Andre loser? Drummond. <laughs> Yo, I mean, bro, you get you go to Joel Embiid who toss you around like a rag doll, and then you come off making all that money and you sign up for the vet, man. But you know what? You know what? I agree with you. I, I do agree that he is definitely a loser for that. But why, as a GM, would you sign him? I guess with the, the mindset of there's no reason. Some- like, like that, yeah. that's my thing. Like, you understand me, fellas? Like, all right, you have Embiid. I understand that you're probably looking for security just when Embiid is out. You need some. Yeah, but Drummond doesn't give you any of that. That's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. like Drummond is coming in here averaging 25 and 15. That's not what he's doing. He's not a guy like he's a, you know, he can eat up the glass. He's a great rebounder, but I don't understand that signing. It was hustling to me just puzzling yeah me. i just i it's didn't interesting. get it I didn't speaking get it. of philly though what, what would you do if you uh you the gm what you doing with ben simmons the whole uh, simmons and bead project you got two coaches now been there is what it a coach I, problem is it would, a player who would, problem who would i get rid of or do you think it can work still no can't work can't work okay so who you get rid of i would actually honestly i would get rid of Embiid. I agree. I I agree. I would get rid of Embiid because you can't move Simmons. 
It's not, it's not the fact that I don't want to move Simmons. I don't think I'm going to get value, value that I want for no Simmons. Right now. I'll right. get big value for Embiid, and I can be able to kind of, you know, replenish the shelf with draft picks or young players and just let Simmons kind of develop on his own time because you're looking at, you're looking at Philadelphia right now, right? They are asking for a King's ransom for a guy whose stock is down right now. Yeah. Stock is way down, but yet they're down asking bad. For, they're asking for three <laughs> draft picks. They're asking for two pick swaps. They're asking nah. for an all-star back. Yeah. Come on, bro. For him? For that dude? Yeah. No. Yeah. So if Philly is looking at it, like if I was the GM, I'd be looking to shop Embiid because that's the guy that I can be able to get something for because I just don't think it'll work. I don't think that I've always noticed since this whole process started with them that they don't really gel well. They're not guys. They look like two teammates that don't really like each other. Yeah. I, I like. I, I want to like. Do you guys agree with that? Like they, they I agree. Just don't I agree. They don't look they, like they bang with each other off the court, on the court, because anytime one of them is out, the other one does great. So that right. just tells me that Simmons feels that I don't want him here. When he's not here, I can be myself. When he's here, I'll just give him the ball. I'll just play defense. I'll pass the ball around. He's your superstar, so let him do it. That's the kind of attitude that this kid has. So they got to find a way to either try to mend those fences between them. I don't think they can, or just kind of split them up and move on. But I, I, I just don't think it's going to work. I don't. I mean, I like Ben Simmons personally, like as a player, like he has Why? that LeBron. No, 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 he has that mold. He has no, the mold. he does not. He has the mold. You know who In his mold sense. is? Hold on. You know who his mold is, Dub City? Okay, who? He's Lamar Odom. That's who he is. He is not LeBron. He is Lamar Odom. When Lamar Odom got to the league, he'd be able to do everything, rebound, pass, score a little bit. That's who Ben Simmons is. He is no LeBron. There's nothing LeBron about that guy. No, yeah. no, no. I can see that. I can see Lamar Odom. I can see Lamar Odom. I can see that. Well, his his whole thing is, man, he just needs to get in the gym. He needs to get those free throws up because he's afraid to attack. He's afraid to get to the bucket. And if he gets just his free throws straight, he just needs to develop, man. Like, how is he and Embiid? Not torching the league off a of pick and roll. See, you see the like, problem, it just don't make no sense. The problem that you just said is the problem that Philadelphia is having right now. He don't want to work. For no, it. no, 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 no. The word that you used and you used it very often in that little, you know, soliloquy you just had. <laughs> you said, you said, if, if you're you're paying a guy for if, yeah, that is a problem in this league. If you don't know what he is after giving him a max contract. What do you think is going to happen when the next max contract comes around? You're still going to be asking the same questions. If see the one thing with Giannis that I like about Giannis is that although he can't shoot, he finally realized he said, you know what? I'm shooting a little bit too, uh, shooting too many threes. I'm going to go on this paint and I'm going to just dunk on people's heads. This is, I'm just going to try to do that because that's what I'm good at. Simmons still, even if you don't want to shoot in that series against Atlanta, He's the biggest, he's almost the biggest dude on the court other than Embiid. I didn't see one aggressive post-up. I didn't see an aggressive nah. drive to the basket. I didn't see him wanting to get any contact. He's a 6'10 point guard that doesn't want contact. 
It's just not gonna yeah. work, bro. I mean, it, it was all summed up in that game seven where he, oh, he spun the around and oh, yeah, the pass. And I was just like, that's the whole playoff yo, series. His man was, his yo, listen, even Embiid, Embiid said, yeah, what was the was turning pissed. point in the game? He yeah, called, uh, throws he, in when, the when have you layout. ever heard a superstar call out his other counterpart like that? We normally <laughs> hear like reports or you know the yeah. leakings in the press. That he said, nah, that was a turning point in the game. My man effed up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. that I, I mean, I think you know that it ain't good over there. And yeah, and listen, I, another point before I let y'all go. This is Philly, right? This is Philly. Yeah. Philly they is will. one of the most unforgiving fan bases oh, yeah. in the world. So we know. Honestly, believe that Ben Simmons can be able to come back to that to that to that arena. And nah, and bro. and be greeted with with like with with cheers and 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 nah, we love nah. you, Ben. Nah, nah, he probably he, he probably can't even get a free cheesesteak at this time. No, right he bro. he probably gotta pay <laughs> extra. It's so, oh Ben Simmons, how you doing, man? You know, thank you for coming in. Thirty five dollars yeah. for the cheesesteak. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thirty five dollars for the cheesesteak. Say, yo, my man, it says it says eight dollars yeah. on the on the menu. Thirty five dollars nah, for the cheesesteak. We taxing. Yeah, that's a that's a that's called a free throw tax. Yes, facts, man. That's hilarious. Crazy, That's hilarious. Man. Nah, but 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 like, what 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 do you think, Simpson? Do you do you think that who would you trade? I mean, the, the Spurs were trying to get Simmons, but then the asking price was too much. We were gonna oh, give two first rounders, and they were right. like, "No, nah, we want more." And I was like, "Well, I wouldn't even give them two first rounders." Facts. But facts. Philly thinks they can get more than the, than they want, and it's a market. There's no market for him right now. I don't. I think Embiid. Isn't going to get you over the top by himself. I don't think either, obviously, Simmons, but both of them definitely aren't going to work. So you got to get rid of one. And if you get rid of Embiid and then you play the draft game and, you know, let Simmons walk in free agency, then you're back to the beginning that we were in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was a bad time where they set, you know, the league record for lowest wins. And I don't think Philly wants to go through that again. Well, I can say this about Philadelphia is that people kind of forget. Right. And we always talk about revisionist history, right? The Clippers have a, uh, excuse me, the, the uh, Sixers have a rich uh, history. Mm-hmm. They've won some championships. They had some great players come through there. However, they've had some dumpster fire Woo-hoo! management, organizational decisions. They are not the best organization to make certain decisions. Like, we saw what they did to Markel Fultz. The Sixers did that oh, to Markel Fultz. We saw what they ended up doing to um Jaleel Okafor. Why would you draft them oh, in the God. first place? There's a mm-hmm. lot of things that this organization does that just makes you scratch your head. So any moves that they make that doesn't make sense doesn't shock me. It really doesn't. Like yeah. bringing in Doc Rivers was a shock to me because why would you? All right, you fire Brett Brown. This is the funny thing about it. You fire Brett Brown because Brett Brown can't get you over the hump, right? I understand that you you. You hired Brett Brown when it was the process. You're you're set, you know, you're you were hired there to develop these young guys. Obviously, when you're a development coach, that stigma never gets off of you. You'll always be a development coach. So you'll always be the guy that gets fired for the next guy to be able to take the people over the top. That's your job. Jackson. Yeah, right. Exactly. This is the this is the part that killed me. And I I I almost dropped out of my chair when the when the, the announcement happened. They signed Doc Rivers, the same Doc Rivers 
that has choked away more game sevens than any coach in NBA history. That Doc Rivers. So you that fire, guy. So you fire a guy because he can't get you over the hump for a coach that has never gotten anybody over the hump <laughs> other than three Hall of Famers. Uh, make it make sense, guys. Just make it make sense. Oh no, no, no! I hate Doc Rivers as a coach. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna defend him. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches ever. I've said that many times on the podcast. Yes. I ain't gonna Ex- defend him. Extremely overrated. <laughs> extremely yeah. overrated. And he fucked up that magic run with. Uh, they could have oh, had Tim Duncan too. Right, right, right. Tim Duncan must have looked like is Doc Rivers coaching over there. Nah, I'm not going over there. I'm not. Going <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Did you hear that story? Why in the free agency? No, no. What was it? So, 03, Duncan takes the visits to the Magic, and that. Doc Rivers is the coach. They had T-Mac and Grant right. Hill. Right. And uh, essentially, it was like, hey, um, can I bring my wife on the plane, the team plane to the games? And he's, uh, Doc Rivers was like, nah, no family members on the plane. And Tim's like, all right, I'm out. I'm not coming. <laughs> so, he never <laughs> signed. That's the reason why crazy. Tim Duncan never went to the Magic. Crazy. Wild. Crazy, crazy. This is I mean, the good thing, the good thing about Ben Simmons, though, just don't win. right? Mm-hmm. The, the good thing is, he's, yeah, he had, I feel like he has the right people around him. Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, maybe, you know, they get in his ear a little bit. They get in his work ethic a little bit. There's, there's one, there's one person happens. missing. There's one person missing, though. Oh, shit. Oh, one, shit. One, there's one person missing. You said, I, I, you said, I, I clutch, threw that alley for you. You said, you said Clutch Sports, <laughs> you said Rich Paul. I understand that there's one person missing, though. Who's that person, bro? I don't think so. I think that's the dream team right by yourself. God. God is missing. <laughs> God is missing. That's the, that's the person that's missing because that's the only person that can be able to help Ben can Simmons shit. get over his issue. Nobody else can. But go ahead. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So, so uh, a Lakers fan. So, yes, Russell Westbrook, big move. I personally loved it. I'm a, I'm a big LeBron guy. I feel like it's going to work. But Why? a question we had. Well, I feel like he's going to bring a different mentality. And a question we had on the, on the, on our show was can Westbrook come in with a different mentality? So he's going to be the third best player on the team. Can he adjust? Can he do the winning, the winning things to win? Because I feel like he can, but will he is the question. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? How much time y'all got? Man, we got all night. We got all night. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> so, I am when when the news happened. I, let me give you the the backstory. So I made a YouTube little quick hitter video. It's like probably four or five minutes or so. Maybe not even right. about that particular thing. The rumors were starting to swirl, and I said I do not want Russell Wells, uh, Russell Westbrook on the on the Lakers. A couple of days later, Westbrook is on is on the Lakers. Oh. The reason why I don't like this move. There's several reasons, so I'll I'll go through them. The first thing is that let's talk about Russell Westbrook as the player. Russell Westbrook learned the point guard position on the fly. He's not a point guard. He's a two guard that had to play the point guard position. Arguably, I'm sure you guys can agree with this. He's the most athletic point guard oh, we've yeah. ever seen ever. in NBA history. We probably ever. will never see uh, another you know athlete like that playing the position. He's a freak athlete. We get that. The problem with him is that he had he's the he's one of the most inefficient basketball players I've ever seen. He's a turnover machine. His usage rate is the highest in NBA history. And he's either led this league in turnovers four or five times and come second four or five times in his, what, 12-year career or something like that? 12, Mm -hmm, 13-year career? 14-year career. That's a concern. So you're putting him now 
with two great players. Of course, LeBron is there. LeBron wants to play more off the ball, doesn't want to handle it as much anymore. He wants to kind of, you know, keep his his energy level high for the playoffs. I get all that. I understand you wanted to put another playmaker in, but that guy, that <laughs> guy, I just don't, I don't see how it's going to work because if this was a Russell Westbrook at 24, maybe you can be able to change him at 33. He is who he is. What he is. Yep. And you're bringing him in to do just that. You're bringing him in to be Russell Westbrook. You're not bringing him in to say, Hey, you got to dumb it down a little bit. Now, can LeBron be able to do that? If there's anybody that can be able to get Russell Westbrook to change, it is LeBron. But it is a tall task. And who knows? I said to myself, I didn't like the move, but I'm not going to knock it until I see the offseason moves that they made. I like the offseason moves that they made. They got a lot of shooting. They got veteran guys. They also got some young guys that I like. Malik Monk. You got um, uh, Kendrick Kendrick Young. You know, you signed back THT. So I, I like what they've done. They have a nice blend of veteran guys, young guys. So, you know, it can it work? Absolutely. But like you said before you asked me, the, you know, before you asked the question, is that it's about him. It's up to him. Can he make it work? He knows that there's a lot of doubters. There's a lot of people that are saying that this is not going to work. I think because of that, he's a motivation guy. He's a bulletin board type of guy. Maybe he uses that particular bulletin board material as motivation for the season. And everybody has to remember, too, this is not a one-season experiment. He's going to be here for at least two years. Right. I don't see the Lakers just blowing it up after this year if it doesn't work. He's here to stay. I agree. I, agree. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's more of, hey, let's take the load off of LeBron a little bit. Yeah. We need that extra punch, in a sense, when LeBron's not in the game. I mean, we'll see how it works. I, I'm yeah, going to be just, rooting for him. I love yeah. Mr. Westbrook, bro. Yeah, I, I, hope, I respect it. You know, I respect it. It's right. just it's just the thing with me is that, man, like, you know, we talk about understanding the game, right, fellas? Like, right. you know, so there's a difference between playing the game. Like, y'all play basketball, y'all play football. The difference, you've seen athletes, I'm sure, on whatever teams y'all playing on. Damn, that athlete, he's a great athlete. He's a freak athlete. But up here, when the game matters, when there's certain situations that you need them to think the game, they don't. It's all about their physical attributes. That's how they they know how to play. They can't think the game. They can't see four or five plays ahead. Russell Westbrook is that guy. I don't I don't like to put people in a box, but I gotta call it like (laughs) I gotta call it like I see it. Russell Westbrook plays the same way. The first two minutes of the game, like the last two minutes of the game, that's yeah. his problem. And if he's never understood situational basketball, this is why he turns the ball over in certain situations that you don't want him to. This is why he makes bonehead plays when you don't want him to, because he just doesn't think the game. He's just an athlete. That's all he is. So, you know. Maybe maybe, Le- maybe LeBron will change that, man. I don't know, man. LeBron, God, <laughs> uh, Houdini. <laughs> You know, uh, Buddha, everybody that, <laughs> that, that you know, anybody that you could be able to to, to call because they're going to need it, man. They definitely going to need it. They definitely going to need it. So what do you what do you guys think about? Let's kind of segue into um the NFL. Obviously, everybody's talking about 
the the five rookie quarterbacks and you know this is probably the most must-see preseason we've ever seen everybody's talking about pre I, I don't watch preseason I really don't care about preseason but um what did you think about the quarterbacks and who who impressed y'all more than anybody else I think Justin Fields stood out you know he and not just uh, he stood out off the eye test not off the stats right. the stats looked good yeah but in the pocket he was like very quick with his reaction I agree yeah. um you know he he had the whole just a one read kind of quarterback in college but his instincts in the pocket and he got out of the pocket and you know he could he could he could he got a rocket on it man so I think he looked good it looked promising it looked like man we have something here. right 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 um you know Trey Lance he has the the body looks good he looks good in the uniform the stature, oh, he had that bomb, he had that, that, that bomb that was like for 79 yards, 80 yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. And that was it, you know. But I think me personally, of the five, I think Justin Fields has the highest upside, high, all in total. He looked he looked good in his little couple of series. Now we'll see when real things pop right, off. Right. And your boy Andy Dalton goes out there and, and, and throws a couple games away. And then, you know, Chicago is going to come down and, you know, put fields in, put fields in. Listen, but man, that's leave, the guy I'm going with. Leave the red rifle alone, right? Leave <laughs> the talk. red rifle alone. <laughs> what about you, Simpson? What you think? All right, Justin Fields is up there. Honestly, the Colts rookie Sam Ellinger wasn't bad. I had a little bit of bias, but he looked pretty good for yeah. late round pick. Yeah. You know, him and Easton playing with Wentz out, they might, it might be a competition out there until right. uh, Wentz comes back. But Fields, I really wanted the Colts to draft him. So yeah. I, I was a big fan of him in college, both as a runner and as a passer. I feel like he would have been good in that offense for us. But I, I keep on him for a while. I think he'll come in by by quarter season after game four. That yeah. Andy Dalton experiment's over. Yeah. If yeah. not earlier. That's my over under, though. Okay. Okay. That's cool, man. Like, so <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I think Fields did well. Um, but my guy wasn't Fields. My guy wasn't Fields. My guy has been my guy since day one. And oh that's God. Mac Daddy Jones. Mac <laughs> Jones looked amazing for the, for the New Patriots. I, listen, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I, I've right. been telling people about Mac Jones from day one. I've never seen a guy criticized so much yeah. for just doing his job. Like, he he, he had a, 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 one of the, the, the highest completion percentages in all of college uh, you know, football history. He had one of the most efficient seasons in college football history, but yet he doesn't get his flowers because look who he was throwing to. Look who he's throwing. Yeah. Look all the athletes around the field. But a quarterback's job is to put it right in the numbers, put it right in your hands, and yeah. deliver that pass. If he was, if he was throwing that ball to those guys, and that ball was late, or it was in the dirt, or he was under throwing uh, passes. And those guys were weren't getting those particular passes on the nose. They would criticize him still. So how do you get criticized for doing your job? You're 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 paid to do your you know you're paid or you play to to be accurate as a quarterback. It's about accuracy. It's about pocket presence. It's about knowing the position. Mac Jones has that. Yes, he's not the greatest athlete. Yeah, he's not gonna run a four four forty. Yeah, he doesn't look like Cam Newton in a in a you know, in a tank top or whatever it is, he's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. And yeah. that's why he's going to shock a lot of people. And possibly, I said it, that he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this draft, if not the best quarterback in this draft, just because of yeah. the instincts that he has. And he's all, he's a quarterback. 
he knows the position. And a guy like that doesn't get razzled. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't get razzled. He doesn't get frazzled. He just knows what he has to do. And when it comes to the NFL, man, fit is so important. It's all about fit. So, you know what? I mean, what a perfect landing spot for him. Right. And then on top of that, you have one of the best offensive minds in the game as his OC. Right. I mean, he is set up for success. Yep. You know, I don't know how long the whole Cam Newton experience is going gonna, is gonna to go, but um, I agree with you. He's number two on my list. He, he looked great, and he, of all teams, has the best fit. Right. And it compliments him the best. So I agree, man. What about you, Simpson? What you think, my man, Matt Daddy Jones? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to come from a play Patriots player, man. They, they've <laughs> scarred me too many times. But he, he looks good. I mean, the Alabama, is. it's always tough to judge any of yes. those players yes. because yes. they are all stacked. Like, every, right. like running backs are hard to judge so on that team factory, they have a good man. line. Yeah, it's, a it's just they produce first rounders left and right. And I just I won't judge him on a preseason game. I won't judge him until probably the end of this season. But Respect. from what I've seen, he looks decent. Like yeah. he looks like he's exactly what you want as a pocket passing quarterback right. who can escape if he has to. Right. Does that mean he's Alex Smith or does that mean he's closer on the spectrum to a guy like Andrew Luck? Right. We don't know. Or right. maybe he's like a Herbert. I, I have no idea right now. Oh, but I love that. I love that kid. I love that. Herbert. Oh, yeah. yeah. That. Uh, that a good. cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who? What? Out of the rookies, just on the eye test. Let's just like you know, obviously. It's preseason. I agree with you right. guys. Like, you know, we're not going to take too much away from preseason. But just off the eye test, who didn't look good as a young quarterback? I would have to say Trey Lance, man. Like, I felt like he didn't do so hot. Like, it was that one big play, and, and that was it. Like, yeah. even the numbers kind of showed it. He, he looked athletic. It looks promising. But it doesn't look complete. Right. You know, so I, I'd have to say Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to have the biggest eye on him. So anytime he doesn't have a monster game, regardless of how well he does or well he doesn't do, he has to outperform the expectations. That's true. So because he didn't have a blockbuster game and because he didn't do, like, amazing, he had an okay game. He didn't have a bad game, but he's being billed as the next Andrew Luck, next Peyton Manning, next John Elway. So he needs to have those types of games or else – Everybody in Jacksonville might be shaking a little bit. Exactly. And so. even in preseason, they're, they're, they're starting to panic. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy. But um, now I, I, I think I agree with you guys, but I'm going to go with the guy that I've criticized since day one. And I will continue to criticize him <laughs> until he proves me differently. Uh, Zach Wilson. I am yeah. not high on Zach Wilson at all. At He's my bust all, alert. At all. Like, I'm telling you, he has Jim McMahon 2.0 written oh. over him. I'm telling you, man, like, listen, my thing is, my thing is level of competition in college. That's one thing for me. Sometimes that can be an outlier. You can be able to see certain things or it may not be a thing, but there's something with this kid. There's a deer in the headlights look that he has that you can't get away from. You just either (laughs) have it or you you don't. don't. Mm -hmm. That kid to me does not have it. Like, Struggling against Coastal Carolina in college. I'm talking about Coastal Carolina here. We're not talking about <laughs> we're not talking about Florida coming in here. We're not talking about Alabama, Oklahoma coming in here. We're talking about Coastal Carolina that you couldn't even get four touchdowns on. I think he's what I think he had like a touchdown and two picks or two touchdowns. I don't, he struggled. He just mm-hmm. he just could not get going. This is the NFL, 
And they have athletes all over the place. He's in New York. He's going to get punched in the mouth a lot. A lot. Yep. I just, I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm, I'm with you, Simpson. That I just I smell bust on this kid a mile away. A mile away. <laughs> and the guy that actually could have been something for them, they let walk out the door. They let walk. That, that's just my opinion. Yep. They're going to meet him in week one, too. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait till Sam Donald, 389. Four touchdowns, interception. Oh, oh, oh. He's uh, calling it. Christian McCaffrey goes for one fifty nine. I think now. Nah, matter of fact, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Christian McCaffrey one ninety five yards. Oh my god, one hundred ninety five yards from scrimmage. That's rushing and, pa- and and receiving. That that's what he's gonna have against the Jets. Gonna he's gonna have too. a field day. Field day. Because the, yeah. the thing the thing with me is that you know, I, I, let me just let me just get this off and then y'all can go. I feel you. Sam Darnold gets drafted number three. They don't give this kid a line. They no. give him uh they give him the worst head coach in, in NFL history, other Ever. than other than other than Richie Kotite. <laughs> and you have uh, uh, a uh, Le'Veon Bell that's there that didn't get a chance to run the ball because his coach had a problem with him. So all of these things are going on, and this kid is regressing in front of your eyes because he has no help. So they get rid of him. And mind you, he played three full NFL seasons. Sam Darnold just turned 23. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. You take you take you get rid of him for a 21, 22 year old. Make it make sense. And what and the thing is, too, is that they said, Oh, we you know, we're not looking for you to save us. We're gonna help you. So why you couldn't do Bro. that with Sam? <laughs> It's the Jets, man. Yo, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. about poorly run organizations. Oh, my God. Dumpster fire. They're the worst. They're the worst. They had, they have high picks every year, and then they traded it back. I mean, we got Quentin Nelson out of that trade that we gave them, so I'm down. But they they just trade out. They they pick a quarterback when their need was a line. And then, you know, I like the Le'Veon Bell signing for the money that he got at the time. It was right. good. And then the Mosley didn't work out for them. C.J. Mosley got hurt. Right. It's just like, try more. Don't just get rid of the quarterback every three years and then get rid of the coach every other right. third year. And you never have any sort of consistency. Nothing. Like uh, I just I just didn't understand how you're you're giving this kid all of these weapons, but you had a you had a, a talented youngster in your building already. I just don't understand that. That 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 doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? And and but here's the thing though, this is what makes me laugh about the Jets. Is that the reason why y'all know why they're doing this, right? Y'all know why this team is looking <laughs> this good this season. Because they have no choice. If this fails, they're all out of a job. Oh yeah. Douglas, all of them are out of a job because they chose this, this, this guy, this Jim McMahon <laughs> prototype to be oh, yeah. the franchise. So if it doesn't work, everybody's going to be packing up their boxes and leaving at the same time. They're not even going to wait for somebody to say, well, they didn't call me. Just pack your boxes up because y'all <laughs> all going on the same bus. Y'all going on the same plane. and Y'all going to be the first thing smoking out in New York. Because it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. You see what the Giants did. They have questions about their young quarterback. But what mm-hmm. they did was, let's give our young quarterback all of these weapons. And if it doesn't work, then we know that maybe he's not the guy. Instead of saying, oh, he's not the guy. No, he's not our guy. We didn't draft him. That, that to me, fellas, I, I, I want to hear what you guys think about this too, is the lamest excuse GMs use. 
is that he's not our guy. What does that mean? So if I'm a GM and a guy is already here, I didn't draft him. What difference does it make? You trade for players, don't you? So that player is not your guy. Somebody else drafted him. You're, you're trading him to your team when somebody else evaluated him and they're willing to give him up. So he's not your guy. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, I, I really like what the Giants did. And like you said, you know, they put everything around this guy. You know, they, they gave him every ingredient you could think of. And now it's time for you to chef yeah, it up. That's and how you do you it. Can't, right. And I and the GM for the Giants, man. Like at first everyone was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know about this guy. And now he's I mean, he's looking really solid. He could he could he could get out of out of uh, pocket sometimes. I, I, but... I don't know, man. Get get him in, get him in is a little if he's a nutcase. Yeah, they, they had a lot of guys. They had a lot of guys retire in the last week. <laughs> a lot of guys retire and say, listen, man, I, I can't I can't deal with this. I, I got to get out of here. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, man. But but, you know, the, the whole Darnold and Zach Wilson thing, I think people are going to be watching that dynamic between these two players oh, yeah. for the for the rest of their careers. They're all they're going to be linked together. And, and you know how Jets fans are, right? If oh, Sam has a great game, week three, throws for 450. Oh, God. You know, and, they, and, and they get a win. They're going to be like, well, why didn't he do that here? Because your organization sucks. That's Rash. why. That's why. <laughs> there, it's, it's the Bengals. It's the Jets. It's the Lions. Just put them oh, in a hat. Put them in a, put them in a <laughs> hat and just roll it around because it's the same thing. The same dumpster fire organization. They just, they just share disasters. They really do. They really do. The, the Texans are trying their hardest to get added oh, to that list. Man, They're listen, trying. You know what? I, I, I'm not even going to put the Texans in there because at least the, the Texans are still an expansion franchise to me. They got they got like <laughs> another five years to be like a legit. You know what I mean? But, but those are the, the, the Bengals, uh, uh, Lions and Jets. We talking about the Jets. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since Super Bowl was it three, three. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. We're not talking about lose. Been. We've seen the, the 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 Atlanta Falcons in two Super Bowls in that time. We've seen the uh, Arizona Cardinals get to a Super Bowl and almost win if it wasn't San Antonio Holmes. We've seen all of these ex- like these new teams and teams that you never expect to be in a Super Bowl, being a Super Bowl. But the Jets still Jets <laughs> in a big time market in like a New big York market. They just so for me, and, and I'm, the reason why I'm so passionate about it, I'll tell you guys. I'll give you the secret. I used to be a Jets fan. <laughs> Come on. The truth I, is I, out. No, I, but I've, I've told my listeners this several times. They know they know that I am a – Recovering? Yeah, I jumped off the boat. I jumped off the boat. And here's the reason why I jumped off the boat. I was a big-time Jets fan. Loved them. It was the year that they drafted Geno Smith. I told – Everybody, I told my friends, I told my father, I told everybody that if they draft this kid, I'm out because <laughs> I knew how bad he was at West Virginia. I knew how much of a turnover machine he was oh there. So I said, what do you think is going to happen when he gets to the NFL? And lo and behold, I know the Jets. I know the Jets. They're like a family member that you know is going to screw up. You know, you love you love them. You know they're a screw up, but you can't tell them anything, right? You tell them, listen, 
don't don't go to that party. Ah, now nah, I'm gonna go anyway, and then something happens. You knew something was gonna happen because they're knuckleheads, right? That's the Jets with me. I knew that they were gonna draft Geno Smith. I knew it, and they go ahead and do it. <laughs> I, had, I had to leave. I had to leave. I had to take my bags and, and that was bad. Couldn't that do was it. bad. Couldn't do it. That was bad. I mean, I feel like the only thing the Jets were good for is that post game interview with Bart Scott. Can't wait. Oh, you know, I feel like that's the, that's the only thing they're good for. Other than that, can't wait. And what do we wait for? They 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 spot the the Steelers. What twenty one points? Twenty four points? Yeah. Hey yeah. man, they they won. They beat the Colts and the Patriots that season. That was y'all Super Bowl. Yes, yes, yes. Pretty much the pain, the pain. You know, I but I'm glad. Out. I'm glad I'm not a I'm not a Jets fan anymore. <laughs> what team are you a fan of now? I don't want to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, not. What 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 is it? What are you gonna say? It better not be the Patriots. No, 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 not the Patriots. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys. Oh, uh, that might be even worse, honestly. <laughs> but listen, I, the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan is because as a kid, like I said, I was a Jets fan, but I always used to watch the Cowboys. Like you know, you have Fox. You always used to see the Cowboys on Fox. So I grew Absolutely. up. I grew up watching the Cowboys. I grew up watching Emmitt Smith and and Michael Irvin and 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 Troy Aikman and those guys. So. You know, it was it, it was a seamless transition for me to just go just go back to the roots. <laughs> go back to the roots. I don't care if they haven't won in twenty five plus years. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming from the Jets organization where five wins is a good year. So I exactly. Feel exactly. It's, it's an upgrade for me. Eight and eight is eight and eight is all good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so so what? So what's y'all teams? What's y'all teams in football? Shoffs, whatever team wins the Super Bowl. No, you're you're. Since since you're you're a Colts fan, okay. I'm a Colts yeah. guy, yeah. That was what, what? What's your what's your team, man? I mean, I'm 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 born and raised Atlanta, bro. So I was, uh, I'm a scarred Falcons fan, bro. All right, so so are you scarred are you, Falcons fan? Are you a Dirty Birds Falcons fan or are you a Matt Ryan era Falcons fan? Which one? I'm I'm a Julio. I'm a Julio Jones <laughs> Falcons fan. But uh, right. now that Julio's out of here, like I'm. I feel empty, bro. Like right, I so, haven't so, been the same since. So, so you're an injury prone era uh, uh, Falcons <laughs> fan. That's what you yeah. are. <laughs> Ever since before, that Super Bowl, bro, I, I ain't been the same, bro. Crazy. crazy. Before that, you were an Eagles fan, though, huh, Dub? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> he he hates the oh, Cowboys. Come on, dude. What? Come on, I'm bro. Out I mean, Eagles. Yeah, bro. Come on, Bye. man. You have McNabb. No, all right, hold on. I, I need Brian to Dawkins. I need to hear this. I need to. I, I need the explanation as of why, why, <laughs> just why. All the teams it you started, can pick. Why? Why them? It started. It started with the McNabb, Westbrook, Brian Dawkins trio. I okay. love that. I love that trio. Respect. Respect that just, trio. Yeah, I, like I love trio. the city. All right. right, and it is where it started. And then I'm not gonna lie, man. I got a soft spot for Mike Vick. When Mike <laughs> Vick got there, I know the whole dream team, Osamoa bullshit happened. <laughs> Right. But I mean, it's Mike Vick, bro. I remember that game against the the Redskins, bro. He was amazing. Yeah, Bootleg, bomb. So I don't know. I've just always kind of had a soft spot for for fly eagles fly. But um, <laughs> I, I, I with I have a big thing for LeBron. I have a big thing for Julio. So wherever Julio's at, I'm at. So okay. tighten up. Okay, we, so we're going, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's why I hate this guy, man. <laughs> I'm out here trying to live and die with my Spurs crumbling. Now the post luck and uh, the post Andrew Luck Colts in here jumping teams. Must so be how, nice. So since Mazza, how was that for you going from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck? Like that's that doesn't happen. Yeah, it was pretty lucky. You know what I mean? Very like, lucky. It's crazy. Now, 
the other thing too is like, do you think that Andrew Luck would ever come back to the NFL? Or you think he's really nah. like done, done? Yeah, he's done. He he's one of those guys where he he's when he's done, he's done. Like he's mm. quiet. He's an architect yeah. degree. He yeah. has his own book club. Never was into social media. Married, has a kid. Right. Like lives life. He's made money. He he's comfortable doing nothing in any type of spotlight ever. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. even like like he doesn't have the itch like right. a Brett Favre I think did. And yeah, kept maybe, bringing him back. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he like he's probably one of those guys that did not define themselves as an athlete. Like you know, he was a, he was a football player. He loved the game. He played the game, but he doesn't look at himself as that's all I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why it's probably it was probably obviously it wasn't easy for him to walk away, but it's easier for his transition off the field because that's how he looks at himself. So yeah, I could I could okay. definitely see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for so, sure. So do you think that uh, this is? I, I always tease Colts fans with this. Do you think um, Philip Rivers will will say yes and come back? <laughs> <laughs> Rivers said he was training so that he can come back at the like, week fourteen Dude, or something. Bro, they can't afford him, bro. They can't afford him. Plus, he's probably making another kid. So I mean, just <laughs> just tossing him. Just we got helicap space, um, but. No, I don't think he's coming back. I think by the time I think Wentz actually could come back. They're saying his he's progressing pretty well. He might be back for week one, really? which is like the yeah. the five week timetable because it was like a yeah. five to twelve week yeah, yeah, timetable, yeah, yeah. which is stupid, but it is what it is. He right. he's might be at the five week. Wow. So wow. if he comes back week one, that's perfect. No what preseason. Do, what do you think that they should rush him back though? I mean, it depends on how these other two quarterbacks can survive in the preseason. I. Would I be? We have a tough first five games. Yeah. Like we have the hardest strength to schedule the first five games, so I'm not comfortable rushing him back necessarily. But if yeah. we go one and four, that pretty much shoots the entire season out. Right, I mean, right, right. You know, I don't think when I think Wentz can get us ten to eleven wins out of the no, seventeen I, if he I played agree. the full. I agree. I, that, you know, especially with him and um and 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 Frank Reich, you know that that mm-hmm. that connection, man. You know, I almost had him win an MVP if he didn't get hurt. So. You know, yeah. that's that's that that's what everybody's banking on, that they can be able to recreate that magic that they had in Philly. So, you know, I, I'm with you. I think that, you know, he's found a home here if he can be able to stay healthy. But that's the thing with him is that it's just health with this guy, man. You know, so yeah. so we'll see. Um, let's kind of segue into the whole Green Bay situation. Green Bay, Rogers. Rogers, um, you know. What do you think of, of what's going on there? Do you think that Aaron Rodgers will stay past this season? And because you see that he's kind of trying to angle for Clay Matthews to come back as well. You know, he got um he got Randall Cobb back. So now he's trying to get the real band back together. So, you know, what are your thoughts on on how this whole thing kind of played out, guys? You want to go first, Doug? I mean, it was interesting, bro. Like, when have you ever seen a star player like that come out and just – I don't even know what the word is when he during his press conference. He just completely Can, torched his candid. I mean, candid, candid, and just went. You know, like when have we ever seen that? And right. just completely called out the front office on on history moves on just not have. How do you not have Aaron Rodgers involved in in moves that you're making? So it's very interesting. I personally think this is it. You know, whenever since he posted the whole last dance thing with Devontae Adams, like. We're going to try to give this shit one more run. We've, we've gotten close two years in a row. Let's do it. And and if not, I mean, ain't no telling where the hell he end up. 
Right. But uh, it, it's very interesting. I, I don't think – can you guys think of any player that's ever really come out and did that? Like, I don't have anybody that comes to mind, but it's uh, interesting, bro. I mean, I, the only person I can really come to mind who kind of eviscerated their franchise was Carson Palmer. What he did to the <laughs> that too, that and, too. Um, you know, but other than that, no, I I think this was this was very unique in regards to yeah. how he did it. You know, his honesty. It's the honesty that I really appreciated. That that you yeah. know, he told us exactly. And the reason why he did that is because he didn't want to answer these questions during the season. So Going he's like, forward. I'm gonna give you everything that y'all want. Y'all can take sound bites. Y'all can take whatever y'all want from this. Y'all can make articles until week 10 for all I care. I'm giving you everything now, but don't ask me about it again. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I respect him for that. But, um, you know, I, I have, I, you know, I want to, I want to hear what, 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 what Sims master has to say about that. Uh, I mean, I, Part of me doesn't want Rodgers to leave. I think he he's the Packers, right? Like he's right. you don't think of any other team. It just looks weird when you see Favre on the Jets or the Vikings. That's it looks it. weird when you see Brady on the Bucks or Manning, right. you know, on the Broncos stuff like that. But then it happened with less issues. You know, Manning left just because is the time was right and we got luck. He was hurt type thing, but there was no animosity. Right, and right. there's been brewing animosity similar to kind of the Philip Rivers situation in San right. Diego or L.A. And I think it's probably going to end up being like that. It'll be stupid for him to leave. I think just because it, like he only has a couple years left, call it. And why leave? Like, I don't know. There's something about playing your whole career in one spot. That's, that's really nice. Even, yeah. I mean, he already won one. He'd been to two, you know, hopefully he gets to go to another one and win. Cause I think he's, he's the most fun quarterback to watch right now for sure. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I, I think that, you know, I would love for him to stay, but the problem with Green Bay is that this is them. This is their yeah. MO. Just, let's, let's just think about this, guys. I'm going to put this in the, into perspective to really make our listeners and you guys understand the gravity of how bad this organization oh, yeah. can be. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, they bookend each other, right? They follow each other. Brett Favre won a Super Bowl, got to another one. Aaron Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl and won one Super Bowl, right? So two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the last 30 years have only been to three Super Bowls. How many MVPs between them do they have? Five's got three. Rodgers got three. Six Six MVPs, two Super Bowl rings, three appearances. That (laughs) just tells you that this is an Shit organization, <laughs> right? This is an organization that they do things their way. They've always cut corners. They've never wanted to spend. They always like to get the guy that works in Pathmark to play wide receiver or play running back. <laughs> they don't want to get guys. They don't want. They don't draft well. This is the problem that they've had because it's Green Bay. They they have a. They have a hubris about them in the front office. Oh, we can be able to take anybody and and and, and turn them into an NFL player. You, you're a great quarterback. You'll you'll be able to make this guy. When you get older, we all know this. Being sports fans and understanding the game, that quarterbacks as they get older, they need more around them. They need a they need a better line. They need better weapons. They need better coaching because things have to be tailor made for them to be effective. They're getting, they're getting older. They've lost a step or two. They need things to be ideal around them. 
This is why Brady left New England. It's not the fact that Brady didn't love New England. He would have stayed there his entire career. But he realized that he did not have the cachet, the, the, the power to draw guys to New England. Like, he tried to do it with A.B. It didn't work. And him and Bill Belichick just didn't get along. So he figured, I got to get out of here. I can't be myself here. I have to go somewhere else and do that. So what did he do? He didn't go into free agency and talk to seven teams and wait there for a phone call. He called the Bucks. He said, hey, guys need a quarterback, right? You guys have a good talent here. If I can be able to come to your team, I'll, I'm not going to kill you guys financially. That's not, that's not my MO. But I will come here and, you know, kind of change the culture. But all I ask is one thing. Sure, Tom, what is that? That you just give me decision-making ability. I can be able to bring in this guy. I can bring in, bring in this guy. We can make this particular decision. Got a deal? I won't take that much money from you guys. But on the back end, you guys give me some, some power and authority. Okay, deal. That's why that relationship works. In, in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that. He yeah, he's begging have, for it. Right. He doesn't have the authority, right? And he doesn't have the, the respect of the front office for them to trust him enough to be able to – you know, uh, uh, be a free agent recruiter and stuff like that and bring guys to Green Bay, that was the problem because that's how Green Bay has always operated. We're the Packers. We're this historic franchise. Everybody, you know, we, we, we have Bart Starr. We have this guy. This is what they do. And it takes a guy like Aaron Rodgers to tell them about themselves to say, yo, how y'all do things, it ain't working no more. This is not the 1960s. This is not the 19th set. This is, this is not how we do things anymore. The one time that Green Bay spends money and brings in Woodson, Woodson. is 2010. What happened in 2010? They won a Super Bowl. This yeah. is what Aaron Rodgers is trying to tell them, that you don't spend money, we don't win. As The only reason why you guys are great is because of me. It's because of Devontae. It's because of this connection that we have. When I'm not here, nothing goes right. And you guys wanted to kick me out the door a couple of years ago. I won the MVP despite y'all. I hated you guys last season. That's why I won the MVP. That's what they all move. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. So it's like it's time for them to understand that they have to change the way they do things in Green Bay. If you're going to have a superstar quarterback like this, this is where this is where the NFL is going now, right? You got a superstar quarterback, you need to allow that superstar quarterback in the decision-making room. And, and here's the thing with me. Not everybody deserves that power, guys. Of course not. No. It's, 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 a, it's a very short list. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. If you want to put Pat Mahomes in there because he got a Super Bowl, cool. I wouldn't. Russell not Wilson, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like It's debatable. Russell Wilson, those four guys I can say – deserve some cachet everybody else does, nah. does not deserve that you have to earn that spot Aaron Rodgers has earned that and then some and this is what Green Bay has to realize is that if they want to move on just like he said in his press conference if you don't want me here let me go and go ahead and, and start the Jordan Love era but if you want me here you have to allow me to do what I gotta do don't try to put me in a box. Don't try to restrict me. Let me be able to recruit guys and let me do what I got to do to make this team win. Simple. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it was a shock to their system. I, I hope that it works. 
but it's Green Bay. And when I think about what they did in the offseason, they, they penny-pinched on Aaron Jones. That's the only reason why he came back. He wanted to come back, and they got a discount for him. But the one move that really killed me is that you had J.J. Watt, who's a Wisconsin guy. Yeah, how does that not happen? And you don't even offer him a contract. Bruh. That one hurt. Green Bay. So that yeah. didn't shock me, but they get what they get. If they if Aaron Rodgers never came back, because what I what I, I've said this on my show, what I wanted Aaron Rodgers to do was report to camp, play preseason, right? Answer all the questions. Hey, I'm here. You know, everything's great, fine. First first game of the season, nobody can find Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> and then and then and then Saturday before the game, he says. I'm done. That's what I wanted him to do. Uh, that's cold blooded. I I, I would have did it. I did honestly, it. honestly, bro, if there was a dude that would do it, it was him. Yeah, I would have did it. I would have did it because yeah. you listen. Could you imagine? Just think about it, right? Us three, you guys are athletes. We're all in the same league, and we're grew up as friends. And you're doing your thing in one place. You're doing your thing in another place. And I'm watching y'all, right? I'm watching y'all have success and. You know, you have the trust of the franchise and everything is good on your side, right? While on my side, I'm dealing with micromanaging. I'm dealing with the office space uh, 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 GM that's, you know, sitting at the, you know, standing at your cubicle and like, well, you know, we, we got to make sure that, you know, the money is is, is right. And, you know, we, we don't want to overspend here because, you know, we're trying to keep this. T- so I, I'm not getting the 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 success and the, 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 the leeway that y'all are getting. I'm going to look at my two friends like, yo. I want that. Right. I want that. That's what Aaron Rodgers is looking at. Do you know how it must have made him feel to see Tom Brady go to Tampa, oh, have that type too. of cachet, to be able to bring in Gronk, bring in AB, and do all of these things and win a Super Bowl? Why he's like, y'all been asking for the same thing for the past seven years. He just got there and got it. So he was like, nah, I got to do something. I, I got to do something. You know what I mean? So that that's that's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, I agree. It's crazy, 100%. man. Like, you know, certain certain teams, certain teams, just you, you, they have they get such great players, and I think that's a detriment to a lot of franchises because sometimes when you get a great player or you get a couple of great players in a row, you feel that it's your ability that did that. Like you, like your front office, your scouting. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, we can be well, man. We can pick a gem in the fifth round if we want to. <laughs> who's who's going? Who's going through that same problem right now? Seattle. Oh Seattle yeah. Seattle with John Schneider, yeah. right? They, they, they think that they're the best drafters in the world, all because they got lucky with the Legion of Boom. They 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 hit on every late draft pick that they got. Yeah, that's not normal. That's not no. normal. So now they think that, oh, my God, we can be able to do this again. No, you can't. No, you can't because you're not that good. And Green Bay, Seattle, the Jets, the Lions. Well, the Lions got new uh, management around. I want to see what they do. But, you know, these teams, they, they, it's about this delusion of grandeur that they have that they need to stop it. They need to really pay attention to their athletes, pay attention to the star players, and listen because if they do that, they'll be better off going down, uh, you know, going, going, going forward. 
you talk about that Legion of Boom uh, defense. We got a show that's coming out soon. We got Legion of Boom defense versus the Baltimore 2000s defense. Who's oh, the best? Who's the better? That's, you know, not, we, that's not even close. It's not even close for you. Okay. Okay. But yeah. the, the Legion of Boom was a great defense. Understandable. Yeah. That Ravens defense. Ridiculous. Held, <laughs> they, they held teams to seven points or less in 12 games, including the playoffs. Ridiculous. Bro, yeah, we dove into the we dove into it. We were like, yo, this is crazy. That <laughs> let me tell you something. That will never happen again. That collection of I talent agree. that they had on that side of the ball was scary. It was scary. Ridiculous. Scary. Ridiculous. So I, to, to me, it's not even close. Not even close. But, yeah. yeah, it's it's a good comparison because they did it differently. Like right. the Ravens defense are built on first rounders, yes. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and yes. shit like that. And uh, Legion of Boom was like you said, it was all draft picks, all draft steals. Yeah. With Sherman, you know, I mean, Earl Thomas was first rounder, but right. Cam Chancellor, KJ yep. Wright, all wow, these guys yeah. were late round. Was, wasn't so wasn't Cam wasn't Cam like a six round pick? Cam Chancellor. Yeah, Cam, Cam was yeah. sixth. Richard Sherman was fifth. Jeez. Uh, Ma- Maxwell was undrafted. KJ Crazy. Wright was fifth. Crazy. Like man. all in one year, 2010s and 2011 right. was right. And Russell Wilson in 2012 was a right. late round pick. Like everything was late. So everything just hit for them. Like that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that, that doesn't happen. That that's just not the norm. You know what I mean? So, you know, they, they were able to, they should have won back-to-back Super Bowls, but you know, the oh, fact yeah. that they, they ended up winning one, you know, that that's, that's kudos to them, man, what they did, but that's just, you're seeing how they're struggling now because they're trying to recapture that and they can't, they just can't. Yeah. Because John Schneider is one of the worst GMs in all of football, <laughs> and I don't know how he still has his job. I really don't. I really don't. It's that draft, man. Yeah. Bill Polian, yeah. uh, Colts GM. I love him. He had he hit in the late nineties, early two thousands. But though mid two thousands, we got nobody. Yeah. Like yeah. five, six years, everyone failed. Right. But with just the strength of that ninety eight to two thousand three right. stretch where everyone was hitting. And that's the thing that that's that's basically what I was saying is that, you know, once yeah. you you hit on a few of them, now you think that this is the norm. Like, no, it's not. You, yeah. you still got to do your homework. You still got to make sure that, you know, you have your advanced your, your advanced scouting. Everything has to be has to be good. And sometimes, you know, you can be the best evaluator, but even you will strike out sometime. But your record as being a good evaluator will 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 kind of, you know, rise to the surface more than you kind of strike out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. you know. But um, what are your thoughts on Dak Prescott? Are you guys high on Dak Prescott, or are you guys like eh on Dak Prescott? I think just, he's the uh, I think he's the perfect quarterback for that team. Okay. Um, and what he brings to the table, in a sense, I feel like he gets a lot of overrated overrated stuff. But if you guys rewind, I mean that he was on fire like that were those first. Three, four games. I mean, it was like, my God. So I think this is a year for him to really sort of take control of his situation. You know what I'm saying? And he has the pieces around him. You got the O-line back healthy again. We got to feed Zeke. You got the receivers on the outside. I mean, you have everything going for you. Um, I think he's solid. I think he can put the ball in in, in the basket. I think he has the grit to win. You know, when you look at Dak Prescott, it's one of those guys where it's like you don't even want to look at the stats. You just right. want to know, you know, you're going to win with him. You know, so that's – I think he's bound for a huge season this year. Sound like you're about to become a Cowboys fan, though. <laughs> no, nah, 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 never that. 
Never that. There, there is room <laughs> on the bandwagon. All right, Never Dustin. That. There's All room right. on. Uh, the- uh, I'll go. To, I'll go to the Washington football team. Oh, I do come that. on! Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! Don't you dare. Oh, man. What about you, Sis Master? What you, what you think about Dak, man? I mean, I like him better than Carson Wentz, which I can't, I guess, can't say too much because Carson <laughs> Wentz is on our team now. But like when that was the whole comparison was going around a couple years ago, I think Wentz isn't that. I mean, he's okay. Like he doesn't get me excited. Yeah. Dak Prescott gets me a little bit more excited, but right. to, to you guys' point, I mean, you got. Lamb and you got Amari Cooper. Plus you got Zeke. Zeke's trimmed a lot of weight now, looking pretty good. Michael you know, Gallup. Yeah, and Gallup as a third receiver. Like you got a good receiving core. The line had their injury struggles the past couple of years. Why he was getting hit a little bit more. Defense sucks, but I mean, if he puts up thirty a game this year too, he's he'll get me more excited. But yeah, he he's definitely not a game manager, which is what people think he was the first year he came in. He's a he's a proven pretty accurate quarterback that can also run out the pocket hasn't shown too much of a clutch gene needed yet. And he almost came back on that Packers playoff game. Yeah. But that was like the first test. I was like, Oh, okay. They might actually do something. If it wasn't for Mason Crosby. And Rogers hit a couple of beauties though. Oh, that pass on the sideline. Oh, Sick. The, the set up the Mason Crosby yeah. field goal. The yeah. one that, the one that sailed all the way, right. I've never seen a ball do that. Never. never. I was like, oh, this is a shanking. And it just came all I'm like, what? There's no, there's no wind. What? How does, how's that happen? Crazy. That curve. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't the get magic. It. It's the Cowboys curse, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, so where do you guys rank him, though? You know, if, you got, if you're going to rank a quarterback, like, where is his, where, where is he rank? Mm. Is he top Go five? Ahead, though. I need to. Mm, I need to think. Go ahead, Dub. I need to go through all the teams. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rattle five that I can think of off my head: Aaron Rodgers, uh, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson. These are guys that I'd rather have. Um, I don't know about Tom Brady. I'm not the biggest Tom Brady dude. Come on, you can't. Uh, I'm, I'm not either. But you can't handle Tom. <laughs> but you can't. I mean, you can't put him not. You can't not have him in there. So you gotta have him in Tom there, Brady, and then your fifth. I feel like there's where you. It's up for debate at that point, man. Like, I don't know who I would really slide into that fifth spot. So yeah, Matt here. Ryan will be up there. I'm just thinking Ryan, names. Yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz, but Dak. I put Dak over him. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put Joey Burrow that high. I mean, a lot of these guys are young. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is unproven. It's a couple years. Deshaun Watson, if he's actually oh, playing, yeah, for sure. he's, he's in top five. Okay. But so who knows with this whole shit that's going on with him? So I guess Dak would be probably what six or seven to you guys. Five, six, yeah. I put. A, I have to think of more names. I put about. I want to eight to ten. I feel like that's his range. He's Chris Paul right now. Trying, you know, looking right, looking in, looking in at like that six to seven, trying to be five. But this this year might be the year for him to really kind of you know solidify his spot. Nah, that's fair, man. I, I I feel the same way. Like I'm, I like Dak. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, obviously. I like Dak, but I am not, I am not head over heels for Dak, right? Because there's certain things that he does that bothers me, as just Ooh. as just somebody who just like looks and evaluates the uh, the position. Like I don't, I don't like the way he turns the ball over, and it's not about the it's not about the interceptions. It's the fumbles that bother me. Fumbles, yeah. So fumbles, I, you know, yeah. when you have a quarterback that cannot hang on to the football, can't trust him. 
That's one. The other part that really concerns me with Dak is that it's not a coaching issue because I saw this with Jason Garrett and I also saw with Mike McCarthy and the little sample size that we got is that with Dak and Zeke, they tend to start slow in football yeah. games. That is not a head coaching thing. That is a player thing. What is Dak doing or not doing to, to galvanize the troops for so, so that because they're not, they never look ready offensively in games. They get down big points and then you start to see them wake up. You can't play football like that. You know what I mean? So there's something, there's a disconnect there for me. Now you got the big money contract and now it's like, okay, they have to win this year because if they don't win this year, the cap hit goes up. Then the cap hit doubles and then it continues to go up. So is he a guy that's worth that type of price tag? That's where the concern goes in for me is that I, I, Sometimes I, I, I say, okay, whatever. so like anytime you have a conversation about contracts with people, right? People who are NFL followers, they love the game. And so, oh, it's, it's about next man up. It's not about, well, just take, I always tell them, take the contract stuff out of it. Do you think that this guy is worth that chunk of money on your team to not have the totality of your team be good so obviously you're going to pay him this much money that means that your defense is going to suffer that means that your offensive line may suffer is he worth that type of price and he overcome that right much and my thing is i don't think so i don't think so that's my problem (laughs) so if that if that's if that's a no then how far does this team actually go eight and eight or eight and nine right (laughs) right might give you a nine and eight. You never know. Right, maybe a nine and eight. Exactly. <laughs> we get a nine and eight. So, well, Washington, Washington's going to win the division, bro. So just don't, go don't ahead you, and talk Don't you it. dare. <laughs> don't you dare say that. Oh, because you know what? You know, you're, you're probably on that Fitz Magic train, too. Don't, don't, do, don't do it. I like him, too. But no. Uh, once you play for Dan Snyder, you're... you're it's you're, a wrap. You're it's tarnished. Wrap. It's just like the Clippers. Down in the basement, you'll never win. That's just the way you're it is. Tarnished. Yeah, so that's the way it is. But I, I like this magic though. I, I like their defense. I, I, I like this magic. Defense is sick. The defense, defense is sick. Tough. But um, yeah, man. Uh, what what are your thoughts on um, on Josh Allen's contract? Do you think Do you think that he was worth? Because I I actually think that he's worth it. I think that I, too. I, I think too. that Josh Allen is better than Lamar Jackson. I said it. I said it in the draft that that they're better. That he was better. So, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Do you, do you think that he's worth it? And also, is Lamar Jackson, because obviously Lamar Jackson is going to, he's going to make more money than, up, than, right. than Josh Allen. But, you know, how do you look at the two quarterbacks? Because I, I don't think that Lamar Jackson is in Josh Allen's league. I really don't. No, I think Josh Allen's potential is starting to get realized. So yeah. half of his contract's worth is what he will be by the time his contract that's, gets that's paid. What, exactly. That's what they pay guys off. It's what you right. will be based on what you are. Yes. But Lamar Jackson, I think, has hit his potential. Like, the, I, I just man, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm a man of the people. Can I say I, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> thank you. I mean, like, yeah, he, he's not going to get any better than what he is. He's going to be a running quarterback who can throw. But once his first read gets out, can he make the second read consistently in the playoffs when defenses are geared toward and keep him in the pocket? No. 
I've probably seen Lamar Jackson make second reads probably five times in his career. Yeah. He, he just puts his head down and runs. That's what he does. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, well, he won an MVP. Okay. Well, nobody said that he's not a great athlete. He's a freak right. athlete playing the position. But in that MVP year, can you guys tell me how many passing yards he had? 3,200. And yeah. it means that this is not a guy that is going to pass for 4,000 yards in a season. He'll never hit 4,500 yards in a season because he's not that good of a thrower of the football. He really isn't. He can throw mm -hmm. bombs, but in regards to intermediate stuff, he doesn't see it. Like yeah. everybody, everybody says, oh, he needs a number one receiver. He is, is. Okay, they got Sammy Watkins now. Great. But Hollywood Brown is not a bad receiver. And gets 1,200. Right. But I've seen so many plays where Hollywood is wide open. And Lamar does not can't see get him. to him. Does yeah. not see him. That is not a quarterback. So everybody keeps talking about Lamar. Oh, he's good. He's, decent. he's not a quarterback to me. He's not. He's an athlete playing quarterback. Just like Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Westbrook is an athlete playing point guard. They're very similar in regards yeah. to right. how they play the position. Yeah. I mean, I think I think if you're looking at Doc uh, Dak's contract and his money, like you know, they're at one point, it's like, you know, that's almost Pat Mahomes type money. Like, that's like number two quarterback in the league money. Right. And, um, you know, when, wow. but I feel like what Josh Allen brings is what everything almost Dak is missing. You're excited for Josh Allen. Yeah. You're like, oh, damn, we're, we're, we're going to the Super Bowl type right. stuff. And he's only getting better. Um, so I think he's definitely worth it. Like you said, I mean, I, I haven't really thought of, you know, Allen versus Lamar, but you know, when you broke it down that way, I'm like, well, damn, he has a point. You know, I think, you know, Lamar has probably reached, reached his ceiling at this point right. and he is what he is. Josh Allen is still, yeah. <laughs> the book is still out on him. Right. And he might need to come out and start torching this league. And this is a big body dude. Right. Like he will, he will run through you, bro. So, um, you know, he's definitely, I think he's worth everything, every penny that he got. And he, he has, Everything kind of what Dak is missing at this point. That's fair. That's definitely fair, man. Yeah. I, I I like Josh Allen. He always had a, a a you know high potential. Obviously, you know, well, coming out of the draft, you know, you didn't know if he can be able to put it together. Like he had the big arm out of out of Wyoming, right? But you just mm -hmm. didn't know if he could be accurate enough at the next level to actually be good enough. Like I, I saw when he came out, I said, you know, he reminds me of Jay Cutler. Reminds me of Jake <laughs> with the with My the boy. arm with, with the arm talent, but like I said, Josh Allen to me looks a little more poised than Jay Cutler. Like Jay Cutler just didn't. Jay Cutler, oh, is, Jay Cutler is the Ben Simmons of of football. <laughs> Come on, man, those are my boy Jay Cutler he, like that. He just he just looks disinterested. You know what I mean? He's just one of those guys. Like, hey, I play quarterback. So what? Yeah. So what? You know what I mean? So you know. It, I think Josh Allen has always had that potential and the fact that he's in an organization that they're, they're, they're well run right now. They have what I call the Holy Trinity of football, you know, good yeah. head coach, uh, good front office, good quarterback. Everything's clicking. When you yep. have that, when you have that trio, normally you have success that follows, you know what I'm saying? Like you never really have a bad team when you have that tri uh, that Trinity. So, you know, they, he's good, man. I, I the sky's the limit for him. I just love his poise, his his, his leadership qualities. So I, I think it was definitely a, a win-win for both parties.
Yeah, but that division is not as wide open as people think. Like the no. Dolphins are actually pretty good. The, Patriots, the Patriots got a bunch yes. of players back. Exactly. Yes. I mean yes. the Jets are the Jets, but right. uh, three teams could win that division, which Agreed. is more than you say about a lot of divisions. Agreed. I, I think that division is going to surprise people of how good they are because you know yeah. as bad as bad as the Patriots were, quote unquote, last season. They finished seven and nine, and finished seven and nine with with Cam Newton having horrendous games. Horrendous yeah. games. So yeah. if you kind if you just flip flop two or three games, you know they're borderline yeah. playoff team. So and nobody on the defense, nobody right. on the yeah. defense. Exactly. All the defensive back. stars were COVID. COVID. They right. They, they sat out. out. Right. Exactly. And they so, signed like fucking twenty people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they spent like a billion dollars in the offseason. So yeah. you know, it, it, I think the Patriots are going to be back. I think um, I think the Dolphins will be fine. I I, I I'm not. I'm not high on Tua. I need to see more. Um, I like the fact that Xavier Howard is back. They they rectified that situation. Needed so, him. Um, yeah, definitely needed him. You couldn't lose him. Yeah, you huge. know, I would I would have preferred the the Dolphins to you know keep Fitzmagic another season. But you know they 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 kind of messed up the the quarterback situation from last year. Yeah. Like yeah. you know you don't you don't put a kid in and then take him out. If you're gonna go to the kid, you're gonna stick with him. Doesn't matter if you yeah. win games or not. You can't. You can't jerk around your, your 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 quarterback position like that. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, you know that he looked a little decent in preseason, but obviously, guys, what it's preseason, so we don't really right. we don't really care. There's some things that you can be able to learn about a player in preseason, but can you learn everything? No, you can't. So uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what happens with them. But I I, I completely agree with you guys, man. I, I think Josh Allen is just he's that good. I, Lamar Jackson is yeah. I, I'm gonna start using that now. Since man, that he's he's hit his peak. He's hit his yeah. peak. That, that's yeah. it. That they that that's all you're gonna get out of him. He's he's not Vic. You know, he's 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 faster than Vic. I'll give him that much. Yeah. But he Vic, Vic to me had a I think Vic was a better thrower of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, Vic wasn't accurate, yeah, but I just just know. looking at throwing yeah. the football, I think Vic was a little more easy with that. Can they can they be able to bring somebody in to help this kid? Maybe. But I just don't, I just don't think he's a good quarterback. He's a good player, good athlete, just not a good quarterback. Not yeah. a good quarterback. All right, fellas. Well, here we go. I like to do something that I call rapid fire. You know, last okay. segment with my guests. I'm gonna spit out some names. Let you. I want to know who you guys think is better. If there's if there's some crazy answers, I may have to object and step in and and, and you know kind of kind of straighten things out but you know normally i don't do that or um let's go ahead and, and start we'll start with um start with football better quarterback tom brady or joe montana 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 yeah y'all go montana okay all right not gonna fight you on that good better quarterback Brett Favre or hmm. Kurt Warner? Favre's longevity. Okay, Favre. Favre. Both, okay, both Favre. All right. All right. I thought you go first. You're going to steal all my if, answers. No, hell no. <laughs> if, I could have, if I could have Warner for, like, that greatest show on turf, give me yeah. Warner. But uh, other than that, I'll take Favre. I hear you. Uh, I respect. Ride or die arm any day. <laughs> respect, respect. Favre was uh, the most fun quarterback to watch ever. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Either a touchdown you didn't know or what was going to happen. Right. 
touchdown interception. You didn't know what the hell was going on, but you you are you are along for the ride. Yes, sir. Um, better wide receiver. I'm not gonna go with the typical default answers. I hate that. I'm gonna hit y'all with a with a good one. Marvin Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> or the the coach life down there. Or Isaac Bruce. Harrison all day. Favorite player of all time. Really? He's okay. the reason I'm a Colts fan. Y'all are going. You, both, you guys are sharing the brain right now. I got to I gotta switch it up, man. He's just too tactical, man. He's too just, I don't just bang, bang, bang. I, I think y'all forgetting how great Isaac Bruce was. He was awesome. Man, man, no disrespect. He did it with different quarterbacks, too. I yes. got to give him yes. that. Because yes. 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 Warner was only there for three years, Trent pretty Green. much. Yeah, Trent Green yeah, before that. Trent yeah. Green. Yeah. And then he, after Warner left, he had Brunel, and right. he still produced. And uh, what I give him that. What, what's the name? Mark Bolger, too. Mark Bolger. Shout Bolger. Mark Bolger. Yeah, yeah, not Brunel. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Marks became confused. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Better running back. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna mess with no Colts no more. Because if I go there, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um. Well, Matt, matter of fact, this is a Colt, but we don't remember him really as a Colt. Are you gonna go Marshall Falk? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Marshall Falk or Ladanian Tomlinson? I let Dub go first. I don't want him to steal my answer. That's I'm gonna have to go LT. I'm gonna have to go LT. You going LT? I'm going Falk. I'm going Falk. <laughs> that, that's my I'm yo. Listen, I, I am a big LT fan. I love yeah. LT, but Marshall Falk was just was a different dude. Just different, yeah, he's man. Different. Like Marshall he's Falk, the first dude to do it. Exactly. He paved the way for that two-way guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? For that dual back. So that's why Marshall Falk will always have the nod to me, yeah. no matter how great Ladanian Tomlinson was. You know what I mean? Yeah. LT um, was good to me. He could throw the ball he, too. He was special, man. He, he was could a do a special lot. Special guy, special guy. But, man, oh, I yeah, thought I thought she was I thought she was about to drop Trent Richardson on us for a second. Bro. I was <laughs> nah, <ready> for that. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, let's see. Better running back. I'm gonna I'm gonna put, you know, okay, Jamal Lewis, or I'm going with a with a classic, a dirty bird, Jamal Anderson. Oh, you want to go? I don't know where to go, man. Both big backs, both have the same, very similar, right? Same type of running style. I think, I think Jamal Anderson was a little bit more, more east to west than, than, than Jamal Lewis was, but yeah, yeah. I thought you about to hit me with Priest Holmes versus Jamal Lewis. I would have oh, cried. No, no, no. no I, I got know. one. I got one for you. I got <laughs> one I'm gonna go Jamal Lewis though. I like yeah, Jamal Lewis. I think Lewis. You going Lewis? Yeah, I, I'm so gonna too. I'm gonna go with Jamal Anderson. I love Jamal Anderson. I, I used to love he when can't he go wrong. Anderson was that dude when he scored the touchdown. He used to do the dirty bird dance. Yeah, <laughs> he started. That was my he guy. He brought it back man. rather. Right, right. That was my guy. All right, let me see. This is gonna be a, an interesting one. Better one season running back, the best season that they've had. Right. <laughs> okay. Priest Holmes. Oof. <laughs> or Chris Johnson. CJ 2K or Priest Holmes. One season. Once remember the, the Priest Holmes Wait. season where he had 12, where he yeah. had 27 touchdowns or something like that. Something like that. Well, well, you could throw Sean Alexander if you do a one season runs too. Nah, I'm not I'm not putting him in there. I I, I like yeah. Priest Holmes. Priest just uh, Priest, uh, Priest Holmes. I was gonna say I'm I'm going Holmes on this one, man. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going. You're doing Holmes. 03 Holmes, right? Yeah, Holmes and Chiefs. Yeah, Holmes that's tough. One, it's that tough dude not was to. a dog. 
I love it's that tough guy. not to. That dude's that one of my favorites. I used to love when he scored touchdowns. He used to, you know, he's a walk to the side. That little mm-hmm. celebration yeah. that he had, that was my guy, man. That was my guy. That team was that team should have done more with the, yeah, Chiefs, the Chiefs with him and Tony G. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Should have done more. I agree. Let's see. All right, moving on to basketball. Okay. Better point guard, pure point guard. John Stockton or Jason Kidd? Don't do it to me, man. <laughs> Jason Kidd's my favorite player, but I have to go John Stockton. Gotta go Stockton, man. He's go Stockton. Stockton. Jason Kidd's my favorite, though. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough to say no to him. Right, right, right. Okay, let's see. Better defender. Draymond Green or Dennis Rodman? Rodman all day. It's not close. I don't know, man. I think I'm it's having to close. go Draymond on that one. You going Draymond? Now I'm going to have to step in. Now I'm going to have to step you. in. <laughs> Thank what, you. It's not what close. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Recent, we just talked about recency bias right. for like 30 minutes. <laughs> You forget, you forget how great Robin was. That man was guarding Amazing. everybody. He was a dog on the boards. You're right. You're, I mean, <laughs> let me change it in your mind now. It's too right, late. right. Exactly. It's already out. You said Draymond. Don't trade your mind now. I'll get him riding with it. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. This this is one that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to interject if y'all say something crazy. Uh, better big man defender, Dwight Howard, or Rudy Gobert. I assume you're talking primes, right? Not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primes. You gotta go do you gotta go you gotta go do our big man defender, like help defense, or like they could defend the post one on one. Right, right. Or just, just just shot blocking, help defense, or big man. To, to, oh, to, to, to total package. Nah, Dwight Howard help defense puts him way over the edge. But on the post, the he, the he can get killed in the post in the magic days. Yeah. But his help defense, he was everywhere. Yes. He was everywhere blocking shots. What about you, Doug? So I got to give it to him. You going? You you going D twelve too? D twelve. Okay, cool. I, listen, I, if y'all would have went Rudy Gobert, I would have had to stop. No, nah, hell no. Nah. He's fraudulent, bro. I don't want it. Bro, <laughs> man, the whole the whole Jazz squad, like, no, they are canceled. The Jazz the Jazz remind me of Gonzaga in college basketball. It's Gonzaga. Oof. You don't. You, the, Great comparison. It doesn't matter how good they are. It's Gonzaga, so it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't it matter. is what it is. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Better pure passer. We're talking Ooh. about just pure passer of the basketball here. Magic Johnson or LeBron James? Magic. Got to go Magic. Magic just had the flash, the sauce. If any was anybody else, it's LeBron. LeBron's no. too. It's not. <laughs> it's not ever. It's not bro? even. Jay oh, Kidd, on, throw nah. Steve Nash in there. Hell no. Nah. LeBron is not the second best pure passer of all time. Come on, man. He is. In my books, he is. <laughs> Come on, man. Hit me when JK, when LeBron throws a bowling ball pass in the fast break. Hit me when he does a through the legs cross court. JK was special, man. He was special. JK was man. nice. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Better score. <clears throat> Matter of fact, no, no, no. Not better score. Better player. Oof. Tracy McGrady. Ooh. Or Paul George. Very comparable. Very comparable. Very comparable. But... Very comparable. That's why. Go I ahead, Deb. You're going to steal my answer. So go ahead first. I mean, I'm going to have to go T Mac, man. I'm just going to have to go T Mac. I mean, okay. it cut. It got cut short with the injuries and shit, but yeah. T Mac was different, dude. Like, if you heard things Kobe was saying about T Mac, like, right. it just goes to show you what T what Mac brought to the table. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's T Mac for me, man. Definitely, definitely. 
Yeah, Paul George only beats him defensively. Yeah, that's and, it. In every other category, I get T Mac. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I will never pick Waldo George to <laughs> anybody. So, uh, you know, shout, shouts to T Mac, Hall of Famer. I'm going T Mac. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. Better shooter. I'm not doing Steph Curry. Everybody knows that Steph Curry's good. Mm, I don't but, know. Uh, better shooter, better three point shooter. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three guys. And this other guy is kind of a variable. If you think he's good, whatever. But he's he's up there. People just don't talk about him enough. Okay. Reggie Miller, mm-hmm. Ray Allen, mm-hmm. or Peja Stojakovic. Peja's a sniper. That's what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. people, you got to know the game to understand how good he was behind no, the arc. No, no, right? No. Peja's a sniper. Yeah. You don't even have to go to the Kings days. You can go to the Hornets days if right, you don't want to go back right, to the Kings days. Right. Oh man. You said it was Ray? Yeah, was it Ray, was it Ray, Reggie, Reggie and Peja? Are we doing off ball, catch and shoot? Just give <laughs> pull up. We just uh, package. What are we doing? Just just a Different. pure shooter. Just pure shoot. Cause because uh, Ray, I think Ray Allen out of all three of them was able to put it on the floor, especially Correct. in his prime. But yeah. we're just talking about the, the totality of Ray's career. He was more of a catch and shoot guy, can be able to come off curls. Yeah. So I'm I'm talking about that particular instance. Okay, because if you're talking, yeah, if you're talking Celtics onward, Ray right. Allen, he's more like a Reggie Miller. Yes, yes, yes. And a Pager, but, but, but the but Milwaukee and Suns Seattle, or yeah, Sonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, I'm tempted to say Ray just because you can do both. Right. But Reggie was so fucking clutch. Clutch. It's, it's hard not to go Reggie would, when would, everybody would I, knows I, he's coming off the screen. Would I be crazy if I put if I went Ray Peja. Allen, Peja, Reggie? In that order? In that order? You said Ray Allen, Peja, Reggie. Would that be crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a little crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a little. That's a little off the. That's a little off the rails. A little, a little bit. off the rails there, right? But, but, that, I, but I, if that's what you want to do, that's why I threw the variable out there because yeah. I wanted to yeah. see who would actually say, "Yo, you know what? Page was actually that dude when it came to it." <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, I if you want to stick with that, Dubs, like go ahead and stick with it, man. Stay, stay on your square. Stay on your square. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like. I, I got. I gotta go. Reggie one because he was the guy yes. for those eighteen years. You yeah. knew the screen was coming. Right. He knew how to get around the screen, and he right. even had that open court session where he told you how he would line up the big and right. which way to play off. Either if he's right. going to the wing or he's fading to the corner. Right. He knew how to get open. Had a quick release. He knew everything. In the, you knew the ball was going to him, and he was clutch. So I gotta go him one. I'll go Ray two just because he could do it off the dribble as well. Right. Um, but Pager was the was the purest sniper. Yes. Just he was the number two or three option on every team. Right. He was never the guy. Right. On a team, unfortunately. But Pager, man, I'm playing with him on two K sometimes. Man. Yo, Pager, Pager, <laughs> he's that, a sniper. He had that thing, man. He had that yeah. thing. Trust me. And, and he didn't even have a. He didn't. He had the weirdest follow through I would ever see. It mm-hmm. was like off to the side. He would yeah. shoot it, and his hand would go this way. I'm just like, I, I've never seen anybody shoot the ball like that. But shouts, yeah. shouts to, to Pager. But I, I agree with you. I think, I think I gotta give the nod to Reggie because, you know, he's the pioneer, man. The way, like the, his footwork and how he mm-hmm. got to his spots oh, yeah. all of those things like it was you, amazing you knew it was coming but you just couldn't yeah. stop it 
You know what I mean? So definitely, I, I agree with you guys on that. Um, let's see. All right, two more, and then we'll get out of here. Um, trying to think. Ah, better pure scorer, James Harden or Kobe Bryant. We're just just talking about pure. We're not talking about the athlete. We're not talking about the all the other yeah. stuff that go with it. We're just talking about yeah, putting the, put ball the ball in the basket. In back. the basket, it's it's the Mamba for me it's all the, the way, all day. Yeah, yeah I'm going. Even though it's, James it's not Harden, as close. I mean, yeah, James Harden is is nothing to just kind of just throw away. I mean, he's amazing, but but James, the James Mamba, Harden, yeah, James Harden did I, it on all different levels. Yes, you know, yes. yeah. I think James Harden. We're gonna learn a lot about James Harden in this year. Because the, the NBA rules are different in regards mm-hmm. to you can't flop and throw your hands into people yeah. and get to the free throw line 38 times in the game. Like, you know, so we'll see how he adjusts to that because he found the cheat code for like almost a decade in regards to <laughs> mani- manipulating the refs and manipulating the system. So we'll see how he kind of adjusts now, but I, maybe we won't see because he's the third wheel in Brooklyn. So he yeah. doesn't have to be a, a, a volume scorer anymore. So, you know, but, but yeah, we're definitely going with the mama, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Last one, and we get out of here. Um, who would you rather have as a big man? Just a big man, all-time great. Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I hate this question. <laughs> this is the hardest one. I mean, when, you threw, when, you, when you threw Kareem in there, it just threw a wrench in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> What era am I playing in? I'm going to have to go shot. I, I, I would say it's a hybrid era. So they, they play both. There's a, there's a fast pace, three point. <laughs> it, just say that all three of these guys can be able to play in whatever era. So that, that's, it makes it even harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Kareem did play in a fast paced Lakers. Yeah. Team. I'm going to have to go Shaq, man. I'm going to have to go Shaq. He's just too dominant. You going Diesel? Too dominant. I feel like he'll just he'll just bulldoze him around and hang him on him. So, man. I'm going to Diesel. You can't Kareem go wrong with any bad. of them. No, no. <laughs> That's the problem. You really can't. Uh, like, the, uh, like to tough. me, Bill Russell and Will aren't the GOAT centers. Like, it's these three right here. Right, right. The, the other two aren't in contention to me. But... um. I got to go the captain, Kareem. I am with you. I am with you, Simpsonado. You got to go cap. You got to go cap. Because the thing is, that guy, people don't realize, like, you know, my listeners out there, y'all listeners out there, that this guy, when he was with Milwaukee, won MVPs, won a championship with Oscar, everybody, got traded to the Lakers on those bad teams and won two MVPs there as well. Right, One, before Magic got there, we're talking about the mm-hmm. dumpster fire teams that he was winning MVPs. Magic gets there, they win a championship, and the rest is history, obviously. But this is a guy that dominated every era that he played in. Like he played in what three decades or something like that. <laughs> Crazy, pretty much. That and yeah. and 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 dominated was a twenty point scorer in every facet of the you know every decade that he played in. So. You know that 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 to me is just longevity. Like you said, longevity matters. Uh, the fact that the hook shot was the is the most unguardable shot in the history of basketball. Um, 
he was just he was just that good. He was really, really that good. I I I think like the young, the young people, as well as even guys that are my age, they really don't anytime they talk about basketball players, not even just the center position, just a basketball player, Kareem's name never gets never in, yeah. ever. And this man has six MVPs, six championships. Like, but yet yeah. people talk about MJ. They talk about like Bro, you, you know, people, that's why that's why I like y'all. Y'all know history. You know, we can be able to rap <laughs> and talk and, and have a nice conversation because you know you people don't understand. Like it's it's, it's yeah. really sad, man. It's like here's the here's the last thing that we'll talk about before we get out of here is that you know, I I I didn't grow up a Jordan fan. I respect Jordan, respect what he did. Um, I grew up a Magic Johnson fan, I grew up a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. I was a Lakers fan from day one. So, you know me seeing magic and cap and all these guys, those were my guys. And I hear people talk about MJ and they have this, you know, this, this awe about, Oh my goodness, MJ was this and that. And I'm just like, okay. Then I ask certain questions about these MJ disciples, right? I say, <laughs> how long did it take MJ to win a championship? A minute. Seven. Oh, well it took, took eight years. Okay. After that, what happened? He won three titles and then he left. Right now, rumor has it that David Stern told him to retire because there were certain gambling things that were happening and they needed to kind of, you know, kind of figure it out. So step away for a little while while the, you know, things get kind of cool and you could be able to come back. That's the reason that I think happened. But if they want to say that he was burnt out and he wanted to leave, whatever, that, that's the Jordan. That's the Jordan apologist out there. Here's my thing. In the time that he that he left, Hakeem won two titles, back-to-back titles, right? Who's to say that when jo- if Jordan was still there, that the Rockets wouldn't have beat those Chicago Bulls in the NBA Finals? Now we're having a different conversation about MJ, aren't we? Because he's not undefeated in the NBA Finals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's possible. That that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. I always like to put those things in there, and then then I hit him with the other thing, right? Because every Jordan fan seems to forget that he actually played in Washington for a few years. They just forget <laughs> that ever happened. Count. Uh, who, who who played where? Nah, I don't remember that. I, uh, he he retired in '98. Now nah, he came back. Nah, bro. Came You're back. Right Came back and rubbed a lot, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because everybody was like, "Yo, Jordan, you not, you not the man no more. You still behaving like the man." Like I had, I spoke to, uh, because I have another show where I interview like, um, like media personalities and ex athletes. Um, I spoke to Tyrone Nesby. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Nesby played for the Clippers. He also played for the Wizards in the time that MJ was there, and he said that, you know he didn't enjoy his time in Washington because he felt that MJ should have passed the torch to the young guys. But instead what happened was MJ still wanted to be MJ and brought in his guys. And instead of developing the young guys as an organization, they went with the older guys. So he went from averaging 13 points a game on the Clippers to barely playing on the wizards when he's literally in his prime undrafted kid, proving himself in the NBA now he's behind, and now he's in this situation where he can't get any shine so he's like his 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 wizard days he doesn't have a fond memory of it but he does appreciate 
the time that he spent with MJ watching MJ practice. You know, he said that he didn't practice that much, but just being around him. But like, you know, those are certain things like you hear guys, more and more guys say that about that Wizards run, that it wasn't a pleasant experience for a lot of people because Jordan still thought he was Jordan, but he really wasn't. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that, that that's my that's my hey. Quit it. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get on the car. Oh, we're not trying to get on the Kwame Brown hit list either, man. So. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know what I mean, so I, hit, my, I, I my, always, my I always whole, say that about you. Right, my tag gonna hold Jordan thing, man. I think Kobe was better than him. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, I ain't gonna go that. Then. I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> I ain't gonna go that far. I like. I love Kobe. <laughs> But I ain't gonna go that far. <laughs> I ain't going that far either. Yeah, word, I ain't gonna go that far. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna get no hate mail sent to my show. <laughs> nah, man. But listen, fellas, this was a pleasure, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate for it, bro. Over, man, like we absolutely we did, man. we did two hours. This this was fun. Like this yeah. is what happens when you talk to absolutely. knowledgeable sports fans. You know, got you guys know your stuff. So please plug your show again and and where people can find it. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. This was awesome. Two hours, two hours flew by, bro. This, yeah. is, this is awesome. Good conversation. You know your shit, too. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I have to bit. stick with Dub City, who sucks normally. But <laughs> it is what it is. If you don't get bored of us, you want to listen to us more. Uh, in and out Sports Podcast. We're on all the main platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. cetera. Uh, Instagram as well. In underscore N underscore out podcast. And we'll be posting shows weekly, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. So I appreciate you guys for coming on, man. Dub City, Simpson, yes, sir. thank you guys for coming on. You guys have an open invitation anytime you want to come back. Absolutely. You do too, man. Appreciate your appreciate time, it, brother. Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll talk, man. Yes, yes sir. sir. Best of luck to you, bro. Definitely big shouts to those two. Good dudes, man. Funny guys. They know their stuff. Historians of the game. You know what I mean? We can have deep conversations. Except, you know, Cincinnati, he a, he a quiet fan. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, man. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but shouts to them. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday night. It's all even. This is Cigar Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who's my candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Tim Tebow, former quarterback for the Denver Broncos, Jets, and a whole bunch of other teams, played minor league baseball in the Mets system, Tim Tebow is the guy that wants to do everything. And now, former tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tim Tebow is my candidate for... Because, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I just named all the things that Tim Tebow has under his belt. It's impressive, isn't it? Guy that started at Florida, you know, captivated the nation. 
got drafted and everybody was a Tebow Nation, a Tebow Wave, a Tebow Mania. Everybody wanted to see him win. But problem with that is that he never developed as a quarterback. Never really learned how to throw the ball the right way. Didn't really help that he was very stubborn as well. And didn't listen to people when they said, you know, maybe you should try another position. Not saying that you can't continue to pursue playing quarterback, but if you want to play a long time in this league, maybe you should play tight end. Maybe. No, 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 I don't want to do that. Maybe you should go to the CFL when the NFL stopped calling. Maybe you should go to the CFL and play quarterback. No, 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 I want to play in the NFL. Okay. Now at 34 years old, Tim Tebow thinks he's going to try to play tight end. At 34 years old, he's never blocked in his life. He's been a quarterback, so he's never learned how to block with his actual throwing shoulder. You see what happened over the weekend, right? The block heard around the world is the reason why he got cut. <laughs> Not only did Tim Tebow fail the block, but he fell on the floor. He just looked confused. Man, this... I, I, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. So not only is Tim Tebow a candidate for Dummy of the Week, it's also the people who said, oh, Tim Tebow is going to be great. I'm, I'm so happy that he's back in the NFL. Oh, a guy like Tim Tebow deserves to be back in the NFL. I wonder about other people that maybe feel the same way that have not gotten a chance to be back in the NFL. And they can actually still play. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Nobody wants to talk about that, though. But hey, you guys love your Tim Tebow. Hey, Tim Tebow. Jersey sales were out the roof. Everybody's happy. The most popular jersey in the league. Y'all can't give that away, right? So the people that spent $200 plus on an authentic Tim Tebow jersey, you can't even sell that for $6. <laughs> you can't call back the NFL store. They don't want it. They don't. <laughs> Maybe some kids in Africa, you could be able to box up all of those jerseys. All of the jerseys that they made, box those up in Africa because I'm sure those kids will love it. It's something to wear. It's something that they'll appreciate because that's the only people wearing it. That's the only value that that jersey will have. It has no value. So I hope all you Tim Tebow people out there, I hope you save it. I hope you save all the particular jerseys that he's had, all the teams that he's played for, because this is it. He's never, never going to get another chance. And I love it. But you know who else deserves to be up here? So let's keep count here. Got Tim Tebow. Candidate, we got the Tim Tebow supporters, but the guy that really needs to be up here is Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer believes that he can just be able to just hire his friends and nobody nobody will say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hire a, a, a racist bully. Nobody cares. Yeah, none of they care. Oh, no, I could be able to, you know, sign Tim Tebow, although he's never played tight end before. And I can be able to let him fly on the radar, play a couple of plays, and nobody would notice that I'm going to actually have him on the roster. 
No, 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 no. They're going to notice because there's so many other talented kids that can be able to be in that position and earn a spot. Not Tim Tebow. But Urban Meyer, he doesn't believe in that. He believes in nepotism. It's all about nepotism to him. So I wonder when the Jacksonville Jaguars stink years from now, when they still stink, I hope that those friends that he gave jobs to are going to look out for him the way he looks out for them. I can't wait. Because like I've said, when things go wrong in Urban Meyer's life, all of a sudden there's a health issue. There's a health concern. Oh, Elizabeth, it's the big one. Oh, I got to step away from the gate because... Yeah, don't worry. I'll wait. I'm going to see it happen. <laughs> but you already know who's hiring. Tim Tebow, the Tim Tebow fans, Urban Meyer. When things don't work out, Burger King is hiring. They're always hiring. And trust me, they're going to make room for y'all. Because y'all need to give it up. Y'all think that y'all can be able to support this dude but vilify another. Mm, not the way it works. Y'all can go look for another hope elsewhere. <laughs> so Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow supporters and Urban Meyer. The only football that you guys should be associated with is fantasy. And you'll probably still lose at that too. <laughs> but you're possibly winners for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday for episode 100. It's going to be great. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcasts. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcasts. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.